Son. It's just one of the many services we offer here at the Kate Daly Show. The show starts now. A man has ruined a weekend away with his girlfriend by saying what he was thinking. <laughs> Our reporter Emma Bradford is at the scene. Martin Bishop and Eleanor Shaw had stopped at a cosy country pub after a romantic walk when Miss Shaw looked up meaningfully at Bishop and asked what he was thinking at that very moment. The weekend was about to go very wrong indeed. I was hoping he would say, maybe this would be... A a great place to bring the kids one day. <laughs> or even something corny but sweet, like I have everything I'll ever need right here. And what did you say, Martin? I said, pigs are much bigger than you expect. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Hi there. Welcome, Kate Daly Show. Today's show is recorded, but kind of in a different way. I'm actually playing you some interviews that were not aired, and I can't wait to play these for you. Uh, first up will be all about pie because we have Thanksgiving coming. And so Ken Hadrick, uh, the pie guy from Pie Academy uh, in New York, joins me. And then, of course, uh, make sure you get over to Dr. Diet. I know I'm mentioning pie and diet in the same sentence, but you know what? Dr. Diet is awesome. You can kick the weight. You've got doctors. You've got wonderful staff there, uh, homeopathic staff. Everybody is right there to help you. I can't think of a better way to do it or a faster way to do it. And you know what? It's probably creeping up and you got to get rid of it. So get rid of those pounds. And um, all you have to do is call 628-DIET. They're that good. 628-DIET. You'll love these guys. Um, all right. Uh, you can also find them on Facebook, by the way, Dr. Diet Wellness Center. They have a $25 off special right now. It's awesome. Take advantage of it and tell them we sent you. Um, okay. My interview with Ken Hadrick. You are going to make the best pies of your life. This book was so phenomenal. Uh, it's called Pie Academy. Here you go. Uh, I have Ken Hadrick with me. Ken Hadrick is one of America's most respected food writers and recognized authority on baking pies in particular. And now that we're gearing up for the Thanksgiving holidays, I cannot wait to talk to Ken. Ken, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You've had articles in Better Homes and Garden and Cooking Light. You got the Julia Child Cookbook Award, Maple Syrup Cookbook, The Harvest Baker, you name it. And you are the pro. In fact, when I got this book, I was actually salivating. I was so excited because as I was flipping through, people don't realize this book called Pie Academy is the best book that I have ever seen on pie. And if everyone knows me on the show, they know I love to bake and cook. That is saying something. This book was amazing. Even and it's photos, it's detail, and all the pies. Did you scour the country for all the different kinds of pies that we make in every region of this country? Well, there's, you would you would think so by looking at it because there's there's a lot of, right uh, sort of regional flavor to the book. Um, but you know, you got to keep in mind that I've been baking pies now as an adult for about forty five years. So these. Jeez. These pies have come to me from all different directions, from 
from friends, from my travels, from restaurants I've been to. Wow. So there's, you know, I, I've, I've picked up recipes and tips and techniques from, from all over the country. Oh, my and, gosh, and you can tell. That, you, you'll see all of that in the book. There were some unusual flavors put together, but I happen to know that from baking and cooking that usually those are the, those are the winners. Was the, what was the most unusual pie that tasted the best that you ever tried that you thought, there's no way this could be good, but it was amazing? <laughs> Well, I give you a, give you a, a, a pie that will, whose name alone is enough to turn you off, but it's really, really fascinating. It's called a sawdust pie. A sawdust pie? I don't know pie? if you've ever tried that. No. Or you've seen the recipe. Yeah, it's on page 258 in the book. Mm-hmm. And it's the closest, it, it, the filling would not even really remind you of a pie. It's more cakey. It's like a moist cake. Interesting. And it's a, it's a combination of of graham cracker crumbs uh-huh. and flaked coconuts and chopped pecans and sugar, and it's all held together with these uh, beaten egg whites. Oh, my god! It's called a sawdust pie, and it's absolutely fabulous. I'm going to try it. I am. I'm going to try it. So, okay, so I have a couple of questions for you because everybody out there, they're wondering, I mean, everyone dives into pie for Thanksgiving, so I have a, a couple of basic questions. Lard, shortening, butter. Which one would you make for, say, your mother-in-law? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the way I, this is my go-to crust, and no one's ever complained about it, so I'm assuming this is pretty okay. safe for just about everybody. I love a crust. I love the flavor of butter, yes. so I use mostly butter in my crust. Mm-hmm. But I like Crisco also because it it makes the dough more handleable, mm-hmm. if that's a word. Okay, and it also makes the crust more tender. So. Uh, my typical recipe would be about eight tablespoons, uh, one stick of butter, unsalted butter, and two tablespoons of Crisco and about uh, a cup and a half of all-purpose flour and a little bit of salt. Okay. So that's the crust that I, I make 90% of the time and mm-hmm. I use for both my uh, sweet and my savory pies because there's no sugar in it. You can use it for your savory pies. Wow, I love that tip. Okay, and so do you brush anything on the um, on the cream pie uh, crust before you bake it so that it doesn't seep through the, the crust um, after you put the filling in? Is there anything that you brush on there? Egg whites or or white or or yolk or but I mean anything? Yeah, you can you can a lot of people and I do sometimes uh, brush you know, a little bit of beaten egg white on there. Mm-hmm. You have to do it while the crust is hot. Okay. Um, and so that, that sets, you know, and forms sort of that, that shield on there. Okay. But, you know, a lot of times with my cream pies, I like a, um, I like a crumb crust. You know, I use, mm-hmm. it's, it's more typical that I would use a crumb crust, either a graham cracker crust or a vanilla, vanilla wafer crust or a, or a chocolate wafer crust, that sort of thing. Okay, I love this. And uh, this book, by the way, you've got to get this for somebody you love in the family that loves to bake and cook. And even for those that don't, because the book actually has step-by-step photos of Ken himself. It's, it's amazing as he, as he shows you up close the exact things that you need to know to make the perfect pie. And uh, if you were baking an apple pie for uh, you know somebody extremely important and you wanted this pie to just taste like the best apple pie you've ever had, what kind of apples? <laughs> well, I'm, um, I used to live in New England. I lived mm-hmm. in New England for many years. And there was an apple we could get up there that's hard to get in many parts of the country, but it's called a wine sap. Hmm. Um, don't know if you've ever had it. No, it, it's I haven't. Just that, 
it's it's very juicy and it has that perfect balance between uh, sweet and tart. The uh, the flesh holds up beautifully in the pie. You know, it doesn't get mm-hmm. all mushy or anything like that. Uh, so wine sap is my first choice when it comes to an apple. Uh, but let's face it, you know, most of the time you can't find them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a I'm not a uh, an apple snob or an elitist. So I'll use whatever is in the grocery market or the the grocery store. Uh, I often see what's on sale. Right, right. Being the frugal fellow that I am, sure. Um, I like Fuji's. I like Galas. I like Honeycrisp. Those are all great pie apples. Okay. Now, when a recipe calls for Granny Smith apples, do you like the tartness, or do you mix it with another kind? I usually, I usually mix it. Okay. I'm not. I do have a recipe for an all Granny Smith pie mm-hmm. in the book, but but frankly, it's not my favorite way to do an apple pie. Okay. You know what my favorite way to do an apple pie is what's that? My favorite way is to add some pears. Really? I love mixing pears in with my apples. I'm Just doing the, that. The flavor, the aroma, the juiciness, the sweetness. It's it's often just what an apple pie needs. Oh, I love that tip. Thank you for that. Now, the crusts that call for vinegar, do you use any kind of vinegar in your uh, pie crust? Yes, I often do. Uh, I use a little just plain white distilled vinegar. Okay. And and, and I think it, uh, some people don't bother, but I think it, it adds just a little bit of extra tenderness mm-hmm. to the crust. And okay. for that same reason, I use about a teaspoon and a half of cornstarch in most of my crusts as well. You know, cornstarch is a right. major ingredient in cake flour because it helps to tenderize things. Well, I think it does the same thing to a pie crust, so I'd add just a little bit in there. Oh, I love that. Is I've heard about people freezing all the ingredients before they use them because you want to keep that cold while you're making a crust. Have you ever done that before? Oh, I do that all the time. It's pretty standard for my pie crust. Um, I... I don't necessarily freeze the fat, but I refrigerate it so it's good and cold. Okay. Um, and, and the benefit, of course, using of, of chilling your ingredients like that is that it keeps the butter, your fat, in, in these little tiny pieces, mm-hmm. which flatten out when you roll the dough and then create uh, steam, little steam pockets when this, the pie starts to bake. And those steam pockets sort of push apart and separate, and that's what makes your crust flaky when those layers separate. I love that tip. Okay, I love that. Uh, It's nice to know the mechanics and the science and everything else behind this because there really is so much to that. Uh, What about lard, lard in using uh, for crust? Lard, you know, I I have nothing against it. I think, uh, and, and many, you know, people who consider themselves artisan pie bakers mm-hmm. and a lot of people are just getting into it for the first time. They're experimenting with lard. Lard, there's, there's no denying that lard makes the most wonderfully flaky mm-hmm. crust out there. Usually when you see a lard crust, it's it's not an entire uh, lard crust. It's usually mixed with butter, uh, at least in part. Uh, I have personally, I have nothing against it. I think it's wonderful, but I, I just don't use it all that much okay. uh, for no particular reason that, that I'm just, you know, I'm, okay. I really like my butter and Crisco crust. I like that. So how far in advance would you make pie crusts for Thanksgiving? Let's say how many, how many days can you, can you kind of pass it off and, and have it still taste really, really fresh? Well, it's not, if you can put it in the freezer, which is what I often do. I'll okay. make the little dough discs. I'll stick them in the freezer uh, first, you know, wrap them in plastic and then in a plastic bag. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'll typically do. 
if you're going to keep it in the refrigerator, though, I usually only would recommend doing that for a a night or two if you're going to keep it in the refrigerator. And the reason really doesn't have to do with with flavor. The flavor is not going to degrade in any way. It's just a matter of the the pastry itself starts to develop a bit of a gray uh, tone to it, a little bit of a gray cast. And it's not all that appetizing. But but frankly, when you're all said and done, when you bake it up into a pie, you're not even going to notice it. So it's kind I love of a this. point. Ken Hadrick, you are the aficionado on pies for sure in this country. <laughs> of course, you know, the, the independent bookstores have been hit very hard right now. So right. if you have a an independent bookstore locally that you want to support, by all means, it's do. a great idea. Um, you can also order on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And if you want to find out more about the book before you purchase it, mm-hmm. go to pieacademybook.com. Oh, okay. And you can see a couple of videos I made and some other information about the book. Well, you're fantastic. And I just wanted you next to me in my kitchen <laughs> when you were when I was looking at all these wonderful folks. is about giving and Balance of Nature wants to kick off this season by giving you a free bag of oranges. Come to our new St. George location at 1568 South River Road on Saturday, December 5th. We'll be giving them away from 8 a.m. to noon or until we run out. You don't need to be a customer or give us any information to bring home delicious organic oranges for your family, friends, and neighbors. All you need to do is show up. Merry Christmas from Balance of Nature and we'll see you on Saturday, December 5th at 1568 South River Road next to the Tag and Go. How would you like to work for one of the fastest growing companies in Southern Utah? Balance of Nature helps real people be a part of something that's making a difference. Be a part of Balance of Nature. I have only been here for six months and I can see a path for me to move up in the company. The culture here is so amazing. Everyone is so happy and helpful. For more information or to apply, please visit our website at balanceofnature.com. Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. Copiers for Sale offers Southern Utah the best quality and pricing on printers, copiers, and plotters. They sell, lease, and service any equipment your business or home office needs. Copiersforsale.com, a local company and division of Steamroller Copies, is always asking, what do you want to print today? No matter your situation, Bank of Utah Home Loans can help with the right home loan for you. Call Brian and the Bank of Utah Home Loans team today. 435-986-7221. Bank of Utah Home Loans, helping you grow no matter what stage of life you're in. Are you tired of paying too much for your ink and toner? Have you decided to purchase ink online for a better deal only to find that you've received an inferior product? St. George Ink and Toner is the local trusted authority for your printing needs. St. George Ink and Toner is less expensive than the big box stores and higher quality than anything you can find online. All products have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Come see why everyone is buying from St. George Ink and Toner at their new location, 273 North Bluff Street. Choosing to be a caregiver was the most rewarding thing we've ever done for our parents. It wasn't easy on them or us because they still really wanted independence. Eventually, our family knew we needed help. We only wanted a locally owned assisted living center where decisions are made locally, not by a huge corporation. We found the Haven at Sky Mountain, the only locally owned center in St. George where the local owner makes all the decisions. Call 435-674-7883 or havenassistedliving.com. Voted best of Southern Utah. 
The Bodega in Santa Clara is back. The Bodega's old world furniture is handcrafted with beautiful hardwood, top grain leather, and coppers. At the Bodega, you'll find an exquisite selection of unique furniture and pottery. A gift or gift certificate from the Bodega is the perfect gesture for that hard-to-buy person in your life. Shop at the Bodega and feel Christmas cheer. Pick an ornament and discover what your discount will be. The Bodega, rustically elegant furniture and home decor. 2691 Santa Clara Drive in Santa Clara. Zantac Drug Injury? Now, your attorney matters. Have you or a loved one taken heartburn medication like Zantac and experienced abdominal pain or stomach or other cancers? If you or a loved one has been injured by taking Zantac or heartburn medication, you could be entitled to compensation. Call Robert J. DeBryan Associates. Call or click today for a free case review. Now, your attorney matters. Robert J. DeBryan Associates. What you need right now is a nice little getaway, and we have just what the doctor ordered. Retreat to Mesquite for the Casablanca Resort's $99 room and golf package. Right now, you can get a one-night stay in a gorgeous, super relaxing room at the Casablanca Resort and 18 holes of golf at your choice of either the Palms or Casablanca Golf Club. The perfect getaway you need right now. Book your $99 room and golf package now at CasablancaResort.com or call 877-438-2929. This is Dr. Red, chiropractic physician with Red River Health and Wellness. Have you been suffering and you can't find any answers? I actually suffer from depression and anxiety. I also have had severe IBS problems. I actually had gone into um, a different doctor of mine because I thought maybe I was starting to go through menopause and had problems sleeping and I wasn't resting well and just everything, everything felt wrong. Red River Health and Wellness can help. I am now back at work. It's easy. I get through things effortlessly at work and it's been a life changing for me. I'm sleeping better at night. I have full energy all day. I don't have those slumps where I need a nap. It's been amazing. It's been a good journey for me. Our goal is to teach you and educate you so you know how to manage your condition a lot more effectively and you know what to do and what not to do for the rest of your life. Call Red River at 855-55-RIVER to schedule an in-depth consultation absolutely free. All appointments can be done remotely by FaceTime, Skype, or phone. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Make the world go away. Back here with you, and uh, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show on a Tuesday. This holiday season, give yourself the greatest gift of all, more time. Learn how the medical treatment of hearing loss can reduce your risk of dementia. It can keep you out of the old folks' home. We've been talking about that this week. And you can receive two months of free treatment if you just say my name. It's that easy, and they're only doing it for this, this show. Two months of free treatment. Make sure you get a hold of Intermountain Audiology. Get over there. Get her done because we need you. Like I said yesterday, here's the test for hearing. When you say Biden won the presidency and if they smile, <laughs> they can't hear you. <laughs> so that's a test. You know, when I found, when I started mm-hmm. getting my treatment for my hearing loss, mm-hmm. What I found is that my grandchildren really didn't have speech impediments. <laughs> <laughs> and I could understand. Really? It. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. My gosh. Oh, 
my gosh. Intermountainaudiology.com. Intermountainaudiology.com. I want to play for you my interview with uh, Dan Rooney, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. I had to, I spent some time with with Dan. Wanted to share that with you. He has a grant, a brand new book out called uh, Fly Into the Wind, and he's been on every major show you can imagine. Sean Handy, all these different people have reviewed his book and just five star rating. Uh, so let me go ahead and uh, play this for you. The rest of this entire week will be COVID-free, election-free, and just some wonderful shows we've done in the past that I think you're going to love. And so here is my never-before-aired interview with Dan Rooney, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. I have Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney on, uh, Air Force fighter pilot, force for good. Um, boy, you've probably seen him on multiple interviews all over uh, network TV. But let me just tell you, he's got a great new book, Fly Into the Wind, How to Harness Faith and Fearlessness on Your Ascent to greatness. You know, if there was ever a message we needed right now, I'm going to guess this was it. Um, Dan, tell me about this book. I can't wait to hear about this. Well, I think at its core, Kate, it reminds all of us that we're connected by God in more ways than we realize. And that the path to fulfillment, I think we all desire, begins with changing ourselves in order to to better one another. And when you look at the title, Fly Into the Wind, it says it all, right? As fighter pilots, we take off into the wind because we need resistance to ascend. Mm -hmm. And our lives are no different. And what I've outlined in this book is uh, a code of living that I engineered, honestly, during a period of great struggle in my life that uh, allowed me to find and achieve fulfillment on a daily basis and be the best version of myself. Um, regardless of what was going on around me in this world. And uh, it's just, uh, it's a beautiful read. And, you know, as fighter pilots, I think we're uniquely gifted at taking in copious amounts of information at high speeds and prioritizing. Yeah. And the lives that we live, the modern life that we live is is just crazy. Yeah. And this book is about a progression to prioritize what matters in your life in your unconditional pursuit of that. It takes a little discipline mm-hmm. and resilience, but it's a, a beautiful pathway to living your fullest life. Wow, what you can control, in other words, right? I mean, you can control Amen. everything about your own life, right? right? Uh, because we might not be able to control the events of, of this year, or what's happening around us, but boy, do we need some help in the uh, get our lives uh, prioritized uh, uh, message. And so you came up with this, um, with this acronym, Ceiling and, and, uh, and Visibility Unrestricted. Kavu, can you talk about that for a moment? Yeah. So I, as I mentioned, I wrote this period kind of in a dark, cloudy point in my life, wrote, sure. wrote the book. And uh, CAVU is a fighter pilot acronym, and it's it's those infinite blue skies, right? That's mm-hmm. what it's describing uh, with the ceiling and visibility unrestricted. And just like that, our lives are unrestricted. Um, they are a gift, and every day is an opportunity. And so my code of living is comprised of 10 lines of effort. So LOEs is what we call them in the military, but essentially 10 core things I do every day that I guarantee if I execute them, I will find fulfillment. It doesn't always translate into happiness. That's a fleeting emotion. Um, and I don't think that's what we're called to be. We're not called mm-hmm. to be happy. We're called to be vessels of impact. Nice. And um, this at its core um, allows us to achieve that each and every day. And you realize that um, each day, I mean, it's an opportunity for a new beginning. And really this what is, is what the book is about, mm-hmm. um, is harnessing that energy in life to ascend to your highest levels. And it's a, 
really distilled down in, a, in an executable way. I love this. I love this. You know, uh, I'm talking with Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, fighter pilot with three combat tours in Iraq, a PGA professional and uh, the founder of Folds of Honor Foundation, raised more than $135 million. Wow. 80, uh, 28,000 scholarships to the family uh, members of fallen and disabled or disabled soldiers. What a life. Um, do you think that uh, after all these accomplishments, um, what is the one thing that has made you the happiest, Dan, in your life? So, um, and I know, as, I mean, that's easy. So I've, I've got a wife and five daughters. Sure, so sure. Um, that's my greatest accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm at the point, you know, I'm going to be 48 in a month. And it's like, I, what you've accomplished is not what will define you, but rather what you've overcome. Hmm. And so as I look back on my life, I'm so proud of myself in the moments of great challenge and struggle where I got up earlier the next morning um, to face it. And that's what's going to define all of us. And um, that resilient spirit and uh, and understanding that, you know, on the other side of tomorrow, there's a great opportunity uh, for us. Right. I love that. Thank you for that. You know, I think people need to hear that right now. I think that they're 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 feeling out there. They're feeling a lot of stress. And I think this is a a perfect even a Christmas gift uh, for somebody to help lift them up right now, because, you know, when when you kind of take control of your own life, it's kind of amazing what can happen. And and I really appreciate all that you're doing out there to uplift. And like you said, have this great impact, because that's exactly what you're doing is having that impact by doing this, by by putting out this message. Yeah, and it, and it is a daily progression. People look too far forward. And, right. you know, I promise you, Kate, it's just one of those books. It can have a profound impact on your life. Yeah. And the feedback that I'm getting from people is, is just beautiful, and I feel blessed to share it um, and, and in an effort just to, to lift people up. Right? I love it. And give them a path forward of, of hope and where they can get to in their lives. Oh, that's wonderful. You're doing you're doing a great thing, Dan Rooney. Thank you very much. Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks, Kate. And you hey, you can get the book on Amazon. We're uh, we're number one out there right now, so one oh click away gosh. from making a positive choice in your life. Oh, that's so true. And by the way, talk about five-star rating. <laughs> I think everybody from Sean Hannity on, I mean, you name it, they raved about this book. So absolutely get this book, Fly Into the Wind. And, uh, and thanks so much, Dan. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. It's a wonderful book. Make sure you get that. Uh, Fly Into the Wind. And now my interview with Spike Carlson, A Walk Around the Block. I hope you enjoy this because this was never aired. And I'm telling you, this uh, this interview was a lot of fun. It's a really fun book. You've got to get this book. Um, all right. A Walk Around the Block with uh, Spike Carlson. I'm, I'm with Spike Carlson, author of seven books, including A Splintered History of Wood and so many amazing, actually, so many amazing books behind you. You're also the executive editor of Family Handyman Magazine, written articles for the Minneapolis Star, Men's Health, you name it. Also, you've been on CBS Early Show and the Weekend Today Show, HGTV, all kinds of stuff. I love this. And you've written this book called A Walk Around the Block. And it is really kind of uncovering all those things we don't think about in our daily life. We just don't think about them, right? Where they came from, what they're about, why they are the way they are. Okay, I have to know, was it just straight up curiosity that made you write this book? 
Well, you know, I was the kid that took the the vacuum cleaner apart to see how it worked and, <laughs> and never bet. got it put back together again. <laughs> and so I've always kind of been uh, naturally curious. Right. Um, you know, we, we read books about climbing Everest and going down the Amazon and, yeah. and building the pyramids, but we don't know anything about the world right outside our front door. What a great and point. And I started looking into that and found a world full of intrigue and mystery and fun uh so i wrote a book about it okay this is just so cool so the book is called a walk around the block stoplight secrets mischievous squirrels manhole mysteries other stuff you see every day and know nothing about i love this spike i'll tell you something you uncover a lot of things that i don't think i've i've even thought about and i'm a naturally curious person, but oh my gosh, you really, you really did some great stuff here. And also, uh, you went around your hometown, your Minneapolis, and other big cities like New York and Hollywood and DC and and all these other places, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, a, you know, it's called a walk around the block, but it's a mighty big block. <laughs> it extends from, in America, uh, sure. San Francisco to Minneapolis to New York, uh, over to Paris, and so, that is so uh, cool. I tried to get a good representation of uh, a cross section of, of America. Let's give people a sample because I swear, when we start talking, they're going to want the book. And I actually think that this is a great book for Christmas. If you're wondering what to get a family, you know, we, you know, there's lots of gifts like that where you just don't know what to get an entire family. This would be a good one. I think kids would love this as much as the adults. Um, but okay, the addition of a front porch, what did that do in America when we added front well, porches? Um, the front porch used to be, you know, a social center and a news center and um, a place where people gathered. And with right. the advent of the car, people tended to move more towards the backyard and, and isolate. And, um, you know, in this day and age where, where people are more cautious about who they interact with, mm-hmm. the front porch is gaining uh, new importance. I mean, it's, it's a great way to um, meet uh, new people or, or neighbors that you're already a- acquainted with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great place to have some fresh air. It's a good, uh, great curb appeal. I mean, yeah. everyone loves, yeah. loves the porch. And where porches were kind of fading out for a while, today about 65% of all the new houses built are, uh, have a front porch. And down south, it's, it's even more than that. It's, it's about 85%. So, so porches are a lot more than just an, an architectural element. There's, there's a strong social element to them as well. That's really neat. I mean, you know, I've never really thought about it. I just thought curb appeal, but I didn't think beyond that. And so th- there's another question, too, and I love this. Uh, because when people are writing about your book or, or giving you all of these fantastic reviews. This is this is what they're saying. They're saying this is the backstory that kind of connects everybody in the world, right? And and it also reveals this backstory to the world around us and then also how compassionately you talk about all of these things because of your natural curiosity and I like that. And and so when you were looking at let's say DC and you were looking at this high density of squirrels and a lot of people battle squirrels. I have too in my own backyard. So why is why is is the Lafayette Square? Why is why is that the, the highest density? Why? <laughs> I have to know this. I, you know, the people don't know exactly how to describe it. There, there have been uh, two attempts to do massive world <laughs> captures there. That's so but weird. A lot of it has to do with with tourists and um, and different things like that. But you know, they're fascinating animals. And, yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I found fascinating is you know they're always chewing on uh, your bird feeder or your mm-hmm. porch furniture, and you go, "Why are they doing that?" Right. And, and the bottom line is they're 
incise her teeth grow about six inches a year. And if they aren't constantly gnawing and then sharpening their teeth and gnawing again, those teeth will grow to the point where it locks their mouths open. No way. I didn't know that. What we see as mischief is is survival for the squirrel. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's so cool. All right. The rest of my interview with Spike Carlson, when I come back, you're going to love this. So don't go anywhere because I have a feeling you're going to love the the rest of our conversation here. Things that you just never, ever, ever notice when you are looking around your neighborhood. All these things you probably haven't maybe even thought about. I don't know. I'll be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Hi guys, it's Andrew. If you're frustrated in the bedroom, you are going to want to hear this. Wasatch Medical Clinic uses an FDA-registered technology to reverse erectile dysfunction, and we do it without any pills. Our wave therapy is clinically shown to open up and regrow blood vessels, which means we're treating the root cause problem of ED, lack of blood flow. Even Cambridge tested our technology and concluded that it is highly effective. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, call Wasatch Medical Clinic right now and we'll give you the medical exam screening, even the blood flow ultrasound, totally free. Plus, a special gift proven to produce instant results in the bedroom. If you want to get your blood flowing properly and put a stop to your erectile dysfunction, call Wasatch Medical Clinic in the next two minutes to qualify for this $500 offer. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Let's get your love life back. 435-922-7000. With the changing temperatures Heating and cooling systems can struggle to keep all areas of your house comfortable, like your bonus rooms, garage, enclosed patios, master bedrooms, casitas, and more. Air care professionals can help these trouble areas with their Mitsubishi electric cooling and heating ductless system, offering individual comfort control to a more personal defined space. Purchase a ductless system from air care professionals this month and get up to $300 off at 0% equipment financing options OAC. Call 628-2423 or online at aircarepros.com. And thanks for voting as Best of Southern Utah two years in a row. Southern Utah's premier eye care center, the Zion Eye Institute, understands your vision is precious, and they're dedicated to helping you achieve and keep your best vision possible. At the Zion Eye Institute, their highly trained team of doctors and staff are excited to help you see the world in all its splendor. Zion Eye Institute has specialists to cover every area of eye care and eye surgery. They can provide you with all forms of vision correction surgery from multiple highly skilled and experienced fellowship trained surgeons. Using advanced techniques individually or in combination with each other. Zion Eye Institute's expert surgeons will customize your treatment and provide the safest and best results for your vision correction. Built on the foundation of patient convenience and satisfaction, the Zion Eye Institute provides everything from routine childhood vision screenings to the most advanced diagnostic and surgical procedures for seniors. Schedule an appointment now at zioneye.com. The Zion Eye Institute, the largest and most comprehensive eye care center in Southern Utah. This is Aaron Ward at Lionsgate Recovery, and this year Utah has seen a huge increase in drug-related overdoses and suicides. Lionsgate Recovery is dedicated to do their part. We are offering two full-ride scholarships this holiday season, providing everything someone needs to get their life back. Residential treatment, sober living, and aftercare. This is happening now, and we will be choosing soon, so please call us today if you or someone you love needs this life-changing scholarship. Lionsgate Recovery. People in recovery, helping people find recovery. More and more 
businesses are turning to TDS for the technology they need to keep employees connected and customers satisfied. Get faster internet speeds all the way up to one gig, reliable phone systems, and extensive TV programming. For over 50 years, TDS has been helping customers and businesses keep their connections strong. Outfit your business with the best services from TDS. Visit hellotds.com slash business to learn more. Internet speeds are up to and not guaranteed, subject to availability. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. State Bank of Southern Utah is excited to announce a new checking account designed just for students under 25. The student checking account allows you to set spending limits, receive notifications, and report lost or stolen cards conveniently with the SBSU card app. Access your cash at thousands of no-fee ATMs nationwide. You also get to choose your favorite local high school debit card. Students learn money and life skills by accessing the bank's free dollars and cents online financial education. Education. Students that open an account, make eight or more debit transactions, and complete a financial education module before December 2nd will receive a $50 Amazon gift card. Open your account today with as little as $10 at SBSU.com or at any of their convenient 16 state bank locations. $50 gift card, free financial education, it just makes sense. State Bank of Southern Utah, member FDIC. Tis the season for gift giving. And at Southwest Vision, we know our biggest gift is you, our wonderful patients that trust us year after year with the care of your eyes. We want to say thank you and wish you and your family the merriest of holidays. This is Cindy Olson, and I trust my eyes to Southwest Vision. Give them a call at 435-673-5577-965 East 700 South, Suite 100 in St. George. Let us help you see clearly in 2021. Visit Southwest Vision at southwestvision.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Yes, this is a recorded show. Um, but uh, So you can save the call-ins. But let me just tell you, I'm playing, I'm playing for you some interviews uh, that haven't aired. And so I hope this is a special treat for you. It's COVID-free, election-free. We needed a break, didn't we? And, uh, of course, uh, coming up on this holiday uh, week uh, that we have going for Thanksgiving. And I really do hope you all are enjoying your Thanksgiving. You don't need to listen to any mayor or governor tell you what to do. And I know you're not. So that's what I love about you. Um, make sure that you go over to Tropical Pool and Spa. They really are. A, a fantastic company and they have a zero percent interest right now they have all these year-end deals that you could actually uh, get for yourself and your family your family's going to be so happy you know my husband was actually really really happy about this um, about uh, getting our bullfrog spot and i have loved every minute of it so let me just tell you uh, you'll have a happy camper family and uh, you'll make uh, your make you'll make your home a little heaven on earth and as you are probably might be spending a little more time there you want to make sure you have things to do and uh, bullfrog spa is well made and it's amazing and then of course the swim spas are amazing because you've got that current coming up against you as you swim and it can give you the exercise uh, and endurance and uh, and strengthen your core i mean there's just so many things that can tighten up your arms there's so many things that swim spa can do they are the king of swim spa and uh, and the bullfrog hot tub make sure you get over there and take advantage of their you're in special. All right. More with my interview with Spike Carlson. A walk around the block. Here you go. Oh, cool. All right. And so um, here's another one for you. And I had to ask you about this. Uh, do 
utility posts have birthmarks. Yeah, and that's why my wife won't take a walk with me anymore. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? What does it mean? I love this. <laughs> so, this is not great. everyone, but most new ones and uh-huh. most poles out there have a birthmark. It's either branded in uh-huh. or there's a whole board in it with a metal uh, tab inside. Uh-huh. That will give you the length of the pole, okay. the species, right. when it was planted. And that should be at about eye level. Okay. If it's two feet over your head, the pole uh, wasn't buried deep enough. Uh-huh. If it's down around your knees, it was buried too deep. And because uh, that birthmark is set at the um, at the factory, and so it's a way for linesmen and inspectors sure. to kind of judge how deep one, yeah. to, to bury the pole. Huh. Uh, but yeah, it's fascinating stuff. Yeah. Okay. Now stoplights. Stoplights intrigue me. Um, so how long does a stoplight stay yellow? Like how is that how is that determined? Yeah, I mean, that's something we pass by dozens of times a day, Mm -hmm. and we don't pay much attention to it except to stop it. There's actually a formula for how long a light will stay yellow. Mm -hmm. You take the speed limit, Mm -hmm. and you divide by 10, Mm -hmm. and that will give you the number of seconds that the light stays yellow. So if you're in a 55 zone, Uh it'll be yellow for about five and a half seconds. If you're in a 30-mile-an-hour zone, it'll be, you know, about three seconds. And then as an added safety precaution, it'll there's a uh, red in both directions for one to two seconds. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, just a piece of trivia that could come in useful sometime. And, and if not, if you're stuck in an elevator with someone, uh, you've got something to talk about. I think that's really cool. Did you ever get any, like, when you were trying to find the answers to stuff, how hard was it? Did you have to dive into, like, really old books? I mean, did you just call, call agencies? How did you find? How did you find stuff out like this? this is yeah, so cool. You know, people love to talk about what they do, and yeah. you know, I spent a day with people who are in charge of painting lines on the road, right. and they are passionate about what they do, <laughs> and there's a reason for everything. Uh-huh. And um, what I tried to do was present kind of the basics on how you know our water gets cleaned and sewage gets cleaned, but I also spent a lot of time with the people that do this. Mm-hmm. And I also spent time diving into the history. So I tried to present a, a complete picture of each of the 26 topics I dove into. Because um, you can present information, but if it's not engaging, if it's right. not entertaining, right. if it's not inspiring, people, people probably aren't going to read it. And yeah. so that was my goal with the book. I love this. I'm talking with Spike Carlson, uh, who is the author of A Walk Around the Block. This is a great Christmas gift. I don't normally say that, but I'm telling you, I think this is a really cool gift because the whole family would love it. Um, and I also wanted to, to ask you, so was there something that really surprised you? I mean, really caught you off guard? Because you, you dive into concrete, manholes, uh, recycled trash, how they do it. Was there, was there anything that just went, you went, whoa, I did not know this. Like, that is insane. <laughs> well, one thing I realized was that there are so many essential workers that we don't pay any attention to. Yeah, the sure. people that work in uh, recycling and trash collection and keeping our electricity flowing and, you know, water mm-hmm. treatment. And, and there's all sorts of essential workers, but these are essential workers that really we don't pay very much uh, attention to. So that was um, one thing that's, that, that struck me. And the other thing that struck me is just how nice people are and how willing they are to share their, uh, their stories. I spent... 
a, a day with a pigeon racing club to find out more about <laughs> pigeons. And I worked alongside a graffiti artist in Paris and interviewed a squirrel linguist. And right. people are so passionate about what they do uh-huh. uh, that it's a lot of fun to do the book. What does a toy mean in graffiti language, in, in graffiti Which work? One? But what, what, what was the, what, the question? What does a toy mean? Is there some kind of... Oh, a toy. Yeah. It means trouble trouble on your system. Really? <laughs> and that's what someone uh, who's a, a rookie uh, graffiti person is called. Okay. And uh, when I was working beside uh, my graffiti artist in Paris, I was definitely a toy. But what a great way to learn about the world of graffiti. You're, right. you're, you're talking with people. You're doing what they do. Yeah. Incidental stories come up and... Um, the more hands-on you can get on a book like this, the better. Oh, my gosh. It's kind of like an all-in-one, man. You cover a lot of stuff. What about manholes? Was there anything about manholes that, that's, that struck you as just crazy? Just different? We just well, didn't know? of course, what goes on underneath is, is fascinating. But, you know, there's also information there on, on manhole covers themselves. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft used to ask uh, prospective employees, why are manhole covers round? And they just throw that out there, really? and, uh, you know, to test their creativity and ability to talk on their feet. Uh-huh. And, you know, th- there's multiple answers. Um, y- you know, it's easier to roll out of the way. Mm. A circle cannot fall through its own opening. Mm. Um, you know, you can put it on any way you want, uh, and, and it'll stay flat. Um, there's a lot of different answers to that. And, and so, but really, it's what goes on below that's really the fascinating fascinating stuff. Wow, so cool. Planting a $10 boulevard tree uh, will actually generate $30,000 worth of oxygen? Yeah, it wow. depends on where you are and right. that type of thing. But when you think about it, um, if you plant a few trees strategically, uh-huh. um, so it's blocking the southern side of your house, right. it's going to cut air conditioning costs. And, you know, it also, at the same time, a good mature tree is generating oxygen for, for four people. It's absorbing CO2. It's mm-hmm. preventing erosion. And now they're even finding that people in the hospital who have a view of a tree instead of the trash dumpster uh-huh. that they take fewer pain pills really? and get out of the hospital faster. So, you know, we look at trees as just kind of a, a decorative thing, but they have so many, uh, so many benefits. So cool. You were even talking about like a simple walk. A simple walk can actually reduce the uh, walk around your block. Chance of stroke by 20%, broken bones by 40%, and can increase creativity by 60% just walking around your neighborhood. Yeah. Most of us walk about 4,000 steps in the mm-hmm. course of a day, right. and if we can up that to 10,000 steps, there's just so many uh, benefits. You know, there's the ones that, that you spoke of. Um, it also reduces stress. Mm. If you're recovering from an injury, no matter what kind of shape you are, right. walking is a very great way of, of maintaining uh, health and building your health. So, so cool. um, w- walking... Uh, I also covered how to make cities 
safer for walking. And, um, you know, spend mm. a day with a consultant on that. And again, fascinating stuff. Yeah, um, it is. Ways we can do to make walking even safer. I just think anyone would enjoy this. I think this is just such a great book, and it just kind of gives you more of an understanding of the world around us and how it was built. Um, I, I walk around the block, Spike Carlson. Uh, the, the actual title is A Walk Around the Block, Stoplight Secrets, Mischievous Squirrels, Manhole Mysteries, and Other Stuff You See Every Day and Know Nothing About. Very cool book, I have to say. I, I, I don't run across really super like cool books, but this was definitely one of them. I mean, I, I, was, I was captivated by this. Spike, really, thank you. I really appreciate this. Where can people get this? Uh, they can get it, you know, online bookstores. Uh, it's in audio version. It's in ebook. It's in so hardcover. Cool. It's just out. Been out two or three days, and um, it's getting a great reception. Oh my and, gosh! Uh, yeah, what a thank you for, what, for well, enjoying the book. What a great book for a road trip with your family. <laughs> I mean, forget the license plate game. If if anyone out in America is still playing that, forget about that. Uh, you got You got a good yeah. book to peruse. Uh, thank you so much, Spike. Appreciate you. Thank Thanks. you. This is uh-huh. a lot of fun. Thank Thank you. A big thank you to uh, Spike Carlson. What a great book. A walk around the block. Grab that. It's a good book for Christmas. Coffee table book. Next up, I'll finish out the hour with a, uh, a clip from The Moth. This is a story from The Moth podcast. This is Gail Breslow talking about at the end of the day, you just got to stand up and be who you are. Thank you. So it's 1964 and I'm nine years old. You can do the math if you'd like. Um, My family has decided to move to Munich, Germany for a year. And they decide, since I'm only nine years old, I might as well go to the local Volksschule. I hardly speak any German, but I'll figure it out as I go along, and it doesn't really matter because it's ninth, I'm nine years old, it's fourth grade. So on the way to school the first day, my mother's walking me over there, and she says as casually as she can. You know, you might not want to let anybody know that you're Jewish. (laughs) And I, you know, I nod my head. I mean, I was only nine years old, but I knew about the Nazis. Every year in Hebrew school, Mrs. Preston, who had survived the Holocaust, would come in and talk with us around Yom Kippur about what had happened to her and her family. So I understood So I just kind of nodded, off we went to school. So we get there and I'm taken to my class, all the other fourth graders, and I'm sort of ushered up to the front of the room to the teacher's desk and her name is Frau Zweckstetter and she's on this big platform, her desk is on this big platform, kind of like this stage is. She calls me up onto the big platform and she pulls out this form to start filling out. And first question, she goes, Nama? And all the other kids are just kind of sitting there. I can kind of feel their eyes on my back behind me. Like, Nama, I don't speak much German, but I get that one. So I'm like, Gail Breslau, I give her my name. She writes it down. Next question, Adressa? I'm like, okay, I got that one too. I'm feeling pretty good. So I give her my address. She writes it down. Next question. Religion? I'm like, I cannot believe this. And I just kind of shrug my shoulders. She says, 
religion, in this louder voice. Like if she says it louder, I'll, I'll understand what she means. Again, I just kind of shrug my shoulders like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that one. And she doesn't speak English, but she tries. She's like, what is religion? <laughs> and I'm like, frozen and I hear some kid behind me kind of snicker like you know boy she's dumb and I think what am I supposed to do my mother's told me don't tell them your religion here it is I've been here five minutes she's asking me to pronounce this in front of the whole class and I think I could lie and I think about all I've heard in Hebrew school about all those people who you know died instead of you know, renouncing their religion. I'm like, I can't do it. Plus, what would I say? I mean, what am I? So I go, Jewish. And she goes, wie bitte? I mean, I had said it as softly as I could. So I said a little louder, still in English, Jewish. She kind of gets up out of her seat a little bit and frowns and goes, Judah? I'm like, she goes, Yuda. And now she's like bellowing at the top of her lung, du bist Yuda. And I, I feel like out in the hall they can hear, and I'll, I hear some kid behind me gasp. I mean, Munich, Germany, 1964. These kids have probably never met anybody Jewish. And here I am, first day of school, and I square my shoulders and I go, Ja, ich bin Yuda. And she writes it down. Nothing happens. It, it turns out she wanted to know because there were two religious classes in, in the school. There was the Catholic and the Protestant, and she had to figure out which one to put me in. <laughs> so, so I learned a lot about Catholicism that year. <laughs> but you know what? After that, I decided... I wasn't ever going to try to pass for anything that I wasn't because sometimes you just have to square your shoulders and say, Ja, ich bin Jude. Thank you very much. Hi, guys, it's Andrew. If you're frustrated in the bedroom, you are. The wheel is turning, but the hamster is dead. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Defending fascism? No, I'm exposing you as a fascist. And because, because... Do you realize... Uh, I'm, I'll tell you how. You asked me a question. Hold on. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with the black shirts in Italy or the brown shirts in Germany? Do you realize that they would go to campuses, goons, and would stand in the back of the room? And when somebody tried to make an intelligent presentation and answer questions, they would shout them down, yell at them, try to intimidate them, and count as success if they could get the event canceled and the speaker threatened. But see, the problem is, sometimes you get speakers like me who are not scared of people like you. We recognize your frauds. 
recognize, I recognize that ultimately you are afraid of ideas. You're not willing to engage with me. Yes, you're afraid of ideas. You're not afraid of fascists. You think I pose a threat to you? I'm an immigrant. I came to America with nothing. What threat do I pose to you? I love it. <laughs> that was uh, Dinesh D'Souza. has been on the show three times. And uh, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Today I have such a treat for you. And when I say that, I really mean it because I... I'm, t- I'm looking forward to today's show, and I usually don't say that when I'm by myself, <laughs> quite honestly, but I'm going to share with you some of the most brilliant responses, some of the most brilliant minds in answering some of the leftist progressive narratives um, that you've ever heard, and you are going to have these aha moments today, I just know it. Um, this is going to be uh, aha moments, maybe a great reminder if you've heard these before, but also um, when tackling, I think, what we're up against right now, especially in an election year, especially with the holidays uh, coming. Um, with the holidays coming, you know you have family members that don't feel the same way you do or vice, you know, whatever. Um, different political ideologies, okay? And I know that you have college students. Um that need to hear this. Oh boy, do they need to hear today's show. I'm about to do two hours of this and it's going to fly by because I'm going to present some really fascinating conversations for you. And I hope that you enjoy this. Um, all right. So this is how I'm going to start out because today I'm going to cover, let me just give you a little uh, preface, um, black privilege, a conversation between two black people, um, also on racism, also on white supremacy, climate change, why the left and the right, are their perceptions of the world are so different. This is so crucial to understand the foundation on which what the two sides, they say, of America believe in and why. This is so brilliant. And uh, LGBT, I'm going to comment on that. Uh, just something else, I want a conversation I had with somebody I want to share with you. And then poor get poorer, is that true? Is it true? No. I'm going to show you why. Atheists, what, is the, what are the two things that, that uh, they have a hard time answering and describing? Um, also, uh, progressive left, why it's aligned with radical Islam. And, um, of course, socialism. And then, of course, central uh, critical race theory. We're going to cover all this today. Here we go. Now, I gotta, I gotta get through this, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start. <laughs> this is, uh, you're listening to the Kate Daly Show. You can go to katedalyradio.com, Kate Daly, D-A-L-L-E-Y, radio.com, um, and you can get all the podcasts, recorded versions of this show after the show, after this live show today. Let me present to you a conversation. Listen very carefully to the woman explain what white privilege is and how the person interviewing her, who is also black, is going to absolutely 100% shoot down everything that she says. Here you go. You're going to just, you're going to love this. Here we go. Does white privilege exist? Absolutely. It does. Absolutely. And where's the proof of that? All around. You know, I tell people often now, in hindsight, um, one of the things that I wish I would have been more cognizant of was the white privilege at UCLA that was sitting, you know, right next to me. For black people, I believe white privilege is something to to leverage. Um, what is it, though? I, I don't see it anywhere. What I is it? it? We, 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 huh? 
What, what is that? <laughs> I don't for people like me privilege. who don't see it. How do you not? What? How do you not see white privilege? Because it doesn't exist. That's yes, what it does. There's so some, what there's is some it exactly? I believe white privilege are, is just the ability just to be free and white and not have the same type of social economic uh, and social ills as black people have to deal with. I mean, there's there's no uh, white racial profiling. White people don't get pulled over by the cops just because they're white. Um, they have the ability to um, you know, show emotion and, and love to their sons without being emasculated. Uh, th there's all kind of examples That's of white privilege. You Absolutely. Why don't you? You black. How come you don't believe white privilege exists? What do you see? Well, because I, I, you know, I am black in color, but I don't have that dark mentality that most black people have. Clearly. I see. She said clearly. Mm -hmm. I see that uh, white people have the same struggles and things that we have. In that, what type uh, of struggles they have? To do they make have? Their marriages work. They have to uh, make their children, help their kids grow up in the right way so that they can earn a living and be independent. But they also have the majority they of their fathers their at home. Right. And the reason for that is starting to change somewhat now, but the reason for that is because they are taking responsibility for that, whereas black men and women are not taking responsibility for that, as they did prior to the civil rights movement. Black people are blaming it on their lack of self-control and self-containment. They're blaming it on white people, while white people are working hard to keep it going. I do believe that there is a need for black people to be held more accountable. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that that doesn't excuse racism, that doesn't excuse institutionalized racism, that doesn't excuse... But there's no that, such thing as it's, that. It's, it's an illusion it made no, up by not. black people no, and their leaders. No, it's not. It exists. Well, Sorry. where's the proof of it, though? Maybe where's the proof of it? There are many kids who are getting into, black kids who are uh, allowed to get into these universities around the country, right, based on affirmative action and uh, because of affirmative action based on their color that's discrimination based on color and that's wrong and I these am, kids are getting in but they're not earning their way I, so they when they fail they feel less than before they were allowed to get in based on color I'm a proud product of affirmative action when I went to UCLA it was because I was an affirmative action student I'm sorry to hear that. And, and I think I turned out fantastic so and so a lot of my peers who were having challenges getting into some of these predominantly white institutions the affirmative action was great. My father went to, to Harvard. You know, he was one of very few blacks. Was he affirmative action? I don't, I don't, don't know if he was. That was back in the late 60s. Well, then he wasn't. He okay. earned his way. So, that being said, I still believe that affirmative action helped me get into UCLA and it gave me access to You would not have gotten in there on your own because you were not smart enough? I don't know if I wasn't smart enough, but based on the curve and what I was competing with, with, with with, you know, other individuals who had different um, educational opportunities and teachers. I mean, I'm coming from, you know, the L.A. Unified School District. I mean, so at the time, I think LAUSD was still pretty good. But I went to all white schools um, from high school up to So you got college. a good education. Why couldn't you get into the school based on your own talents? Maybe because I didn't have some of the opportunity. No. But you had all, the opportunity. No, well, first of all, you had the same the opportunity those white kids were having. Not necessarily. I had different teachers. 
I had different so you resources. So you went to a white integrated school, I'm talking about going white. into these other, uh, into UCLA, I still had to do, be able to deal with some of the issues and going to Madonna White schools, like but what? I still had to be able to compete. Like what? What do you mean, like what? Did some of the issues going to a predominantly I went white. to, when I went to, uh, I would graduate from Listen University up. High School, and at the time, they didn't have an African American Student Union. Uh, we An African American Student Union? Mm -hmm. At the school. Well, that's a good thing. They didn't have one. That's a good thing. Why? Why do you need something like that? They, well, they have Asian student unions. They have Jewish student unions. They yeah. have all kind of Did different unions. Did they have student white unions. student unions? They need student unions. They, they own the whole school. So but the kids <laughs> didn't own the school. The kids didn't. But I'm saying there's nothing, I don't think there's nothing wrong it's with having a segregated uh, you know, population of students who just want to uh, study together or work together or to be able would to Would you be in support of a white student union? Yeah, of course. It would be okay with you? Yeah, why oh, not? No. But most blacks don't feel that way. I think all cultures should be able to, to segregate and to be able to work within their cultures and network within their own cultures. Absolutely. Wow. But here's the key. And isn't that a fascinating conversation? He was just, he just kept at it. Don't you love that? He, and he, he's black and she's black. And all she has to say is it's all around you. And I had all these obstacles at UCLA. And he says, well, did you earn getting in? And she couldn't really answer that. It was like, well, no, I got in through affirmative action. Well, then you shouldn't have been there. You didn't earn it. And and then, of course, when he says, well, what were you up against? Do you know the only thing she could say was that it didn't have a black student union? How? I'm sorry. Um, I, going to school is the first thing you look for a union to get you through school. <laughs> she couldn't just find friends that were black or white or Asian and study with them. She had to be segregated um, on her on on her terms and it had to be done through a union in order to in order for her to feel that um, she could compete with white privilege. Every single time the interviewer asked her to explain herself, she looked at him like, oh, what do you mean you can't see it? And it was like a given. Of course, there's white privilege. Then explain it. I can't. <laughs> Amazing. Um, it was amazing to listen to that only because when you keep pressing for the truth, it's amazing that the answers are shaky at best, not there. Um, they can't uh, they can't come up with anything solid. In fact, when I come back off the break, he asks her in a very, very quick clip, does racism exist? And she acts like he's off his rocker. <laughs> what do you mean? Of course. Okay, how? When asked how, she could not answer it. And so I'll play that for you when we come back. I'm also going to play Charlie Kirk, Kirk, uh, Kirk on white um, supremacy. Um, <laughs> because he absolutely takes somebody to task on them asking about this. These are the kinds of things that... If you start to, there's lots of platitudes. There's lots of things that can be said on an issue. But what's really fascinating is, can you back it up? Do you have evidence? Why are you saying what you're saying? What experience tells you that? And when those questions are asked, it's unbelievable the response. And this is how you know that when you're talking, and I'm picking on progressive leftism today because it's permeated our media it's permeated our politics. There are so many lies being told. 
that we must tell the truth and we must know how to combat this when you're together with family and friends and you have college students and you have kids being indoctrinated by public school you better know how to shore up those answers and talk to them about this because they're hearing this garbage every day be right back kate daly show Hi guys, it's Andrew. If you're frustrated in the bedroom, you are going to want to hear this. Wasatch Medical Clinic uses an FDA-registered technology to reverse erectile dysfunction, and we do it without any pills. Our wave therapy is clinically shown to open up and regrow blood vessels, which means we're treating the root cause problem of ED, lack of blood flow. Even Cambridge tested our technology and concluded that it is highly effective. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, call Wasatch Medical Clinic right now and we'll give you the medical exam, screening, even the blood flow ultrasound, totally free. Plus, a special gift proven to produce instant results in the bedroom. If you want to get your blood flowing properly and put a stop to your erectile dysfunction, call Wasatch Medical Clinic in the next two minutes to qualify for this $500 offer. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Let's get your love life back. 435-922-7000. Hey, Carl Lamar with Justin from the Mattress Store. Hello, Justin. Cyber Week is the next big deals in mattresses, furniture. It's the time to come in and shop. You've got up to $800 on all the top brands, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, and Sealy's. We've got our king for the price of a twin sale. We have our free adjustable beds with select purchases. Bluff by Ace Hardware, Washington next to Best Buy, Bloomington by the Walmart, and downtown Cedar City next to Lynn's. Nobody beats a mattress store. Nobody. Tis the season for gift giving. And at Southwest Vision, we know our biggest gift is you, our wonderful patients that trust us year after year with the care of your eyes. We want to say thank you and wish you and your family the merriest of holidays. This is Cindy Olson from the Sunny 101.5 Morning Show, and I trust my eyes to Southwest Vision. And we hope you see clearly in 2020. Visit Southwest Vision at southwestvision.com. Amelia, can you tell everyone your favorite Christmas story? It's the Polar Express. Um, that girl had her ticket and he, she left it on her seat so she couldn't find it. And the ticket blowed away. There is the biggest bell and we put it on our tree. And the biggest bell on that Polar Express. From our family to yours, Discount Mattress wishes you a very Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho! Hi, this is Dr. William Plum from Plum Dental. I want to take this moment to thank you for voting Plum Dental the best in Southern Utah for the second year in a row. At Plum Dental, we want you to be healthy. We want you to feel and look your best. We use the best materials and the latest technologies to safely and comfortably help you get there. If you're new in the area or are looking for a new dental home for your family, come check us out at PlumDental.com and schedule your appointment today. This is Trevor with SNS Mechanical with your quick tip of the week. There are several things that a good furnace does to make sure that you're safe. A furnace will check to make sure that there is gas, a flame, and a way for the exhaust to leave the house. If it's not safe, it'll shut down. A furnace safety inspection and precision maintenance tune-up is a great way to make sure your furnace is working properly and you aren't left without heat this winter. Right now, get a tune-up and safety inspection for only $89. For more information and to schedule your tune-up, call or text SNS Mechanical today at 435-994-TIP. 
Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. No matter your situation, Bank of Utah Home Loans can help with the right home loan for you. Call Brian and the Bank of Utah Home Loans team today, 435-986-7221. Bank of Utah Home Loans, helping you grow no matter what stage of life you're in. Copiers for Sale offers Southern Utah the best quality and pricing on printers, copiers, and plotters. They sell, lease, and service any equipment your business or home office needs. Copiersforsale.com, a local company and division of Steamroller Copies, is always asking, what do you want to print today? Are you looking for a unique way for your business or home address to stand out? Look no further than Kenworthy Monuments. They can create a beautiful design etched in stone unique to you or your business. Stone signs are created and designed with some of the strongest materials like granite, marble, sandstone, and more. Sit down with one of their designers today at Kenworthy Monuments. Call 628-3335 or KenworthyMonuments.com. Kenworthy Monuments, voted best in Southern Utah. Attention homeowners of Southern Utah. Ionic Smart Solutions wants to help simplify your life by helping you claim, on average, $8,000 in tax credits without spending a dime just for going solar. If you've considered going solar before, new laws in the state of Utah are making homeowners look again. Making the switch to solar now will insulate you from the rising cost of energy. You'll enjoy carefree living knowing that the changes you make will preserve our environment. And let's not forget how going solar increases the value of your home. So don't let the sun go down on these savings. Visit ionixsmart.com to lock in these rates today for a better tomorrow. Ionic Smart Solutions. Your life simplifies. Today's show is pre-recorded. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Special show for you today because um, on this Friday, <clears throat> I'm discussing uh, and presenting different arguments uh, to the progressive leftist narrative and some ammo that you can take away with you, which I think is really necessary right now as we're coming up on the holidays, being around family, also uh, college students coming home with their very liberal, progressive teachers shoving every kind of awful uh, ideology down their throats, and uh, the kids are going to college and turning out to be extremely liberal, progressive. We're going to be talking about so much today in the show and so many answers for you, aha moments and things that you can take away. One thing about the tape that I rolled on two black people talking about white privilege and the interviewer just annihilating this woman, I just, on on what she thought, what? Everybody knows this. Well, then explain it. I can't. That was the argument. Listen again to what she says about white privilege. Listen up. Or it's just the ability just to be free and white and not have the same type of social economic uh, and social ills as black people. Wow. So no, <laughs> we're, just, we're just free and white. We don't have any problems. I love that. I didn't know that. Did you? as black people have to deal with. I mean, there's there's no uh, white racial profiling. Really? There's no white racial profiling? Are you kidding me? There's teen racial profiling. They see a teenager and they love to pull them over. Are you kidding me? Also, uh, depending on the kind of car you drive, the kind of scenario situation you're in, white people get uh, arrested all the time or pulled over uh, for kind of innocuous reasons to kind of see if maybe there are some drugs in the car because maybe it looks like an older vehicle. Maybe it looks like an older vehicle and, uh, you know, maybe there's just enough, uh, you know, a suspicion there to pull them over. She acts like the only people ever pulled over are black people. Are you kidding? 
Are you kidding as far as racial profiling is concerned? Or profiling in general. It is profiling in general is what it is. Here you go. White racial profiling. White people don't get pulled over by the cops just because they're white. No, that's um, not true. They have the ability to, um, you know, show emotion and, oh, and love um, to their sons without oh, being okay. emasculated. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you kidding? Wow. And also she had made a mention of the fact that uh, they don't have their fathers at home. That's a... That's a choice. That's not because white people did that. That's because the black dad made a choice to leave the family. But you know what she chalked that up to? White privilege. When asked, she could not answer what it was. That's why she's telling you it's, uh, oh, um, men can be emotional with their kids. What? What does that even mean? She could not quantify that. He asks her in this next clip, does racism exist? Listen up. Does racism exist? I believe racism does exist. And where's the proof of that? <laughs> I you love see him. it all over in the country that we're proof of it. What, so just what, the, what do I see? Disproportionate in the economics with black people. But that has nothing to do with racism. It does. Racism is about power. It's about who's in control. And black people can't be racist because we're not in control. We're not in control of the educational system, the some of the social uh, organizations and things that run this country. Um, president? Racism about power. Obama? What you in control of your own life if you had good parents, if they taught you how to be independent, if they taught you how to build, how to take care of. I've noticed that the reason I left where I lived over there in the Crenshaw District is that once the white people left, because once I moved there, when I first moved there, they were mostly whites. But once they left, as they did in Gary, Indiana, and other places, the blacks turned it into a ghetto, a beautiful area with the hell in the handbasket, so I got out. But if blacks had more character and they were taking care of themselves and being responsible and buying land and teaching their children, then that right, has, that, so that, that has, has nothing to, be, to do with racism. But that has to, that, of course, that has to be taught. So it's not racist. It's not white people's fault that you're not teaching your children to do that. No, but but it's not. The parents true? don't know. They if don't the parents, know. If so, but that's if not if white people's fault. Know, it, but if they go into some of these institutions, these predominantly white institutions, they are targeted. They don't have the same opportunities because of their color. They. Wow, what I mean, opportunities? I mean, why go in there then? Why not go to all black school if you Some people that? do choose to do that. I'm sorry? Some people do choose to do that. You see a lot of these black kids going to uh, these white universities, and then they, they force their way in by saying, I need affirmative action. Once they get in, now they're crying racism. Why do you want to force your way in with the people you think are your enemies, and you're still complaining once you get there? I don't think people are forcing their way. I don't, does they affirmative, affirmative action, action exist? forced based on color. Does, but does affirmative action exist? Are people getting in based on affirmative action? Yes. Today, Otherwise, I mean, they wouldn't be there. The way Trump has it now, he's just leveled the playing field. So oh, now it's Trump. To have to be more about <laughs> being able to be competitive. Hallelujah. Oh, my gosh. That exchange. I mean, are you just blown away? She, had, she wanted to prove racism in America. He kept shooting it down. Both are black. He kept shooting it down at every turn. She keeps blaming everything on racism. That's not racism. Just choices, situations that you have control over in America. But let's put it this way. Is there another country that offers you as a black person more opportunity than America? Please tell me what the country that is. Wow. It's hard to listen to. 
because I, I love that he keeps going after it, though, and keeps trying to get her to admit that th- that these problems are not due to racism. I mean, they're, they're really not. Everything that she was listing has nothing to do with it. She wanted to go to UCLA. She was black. She didn't earn it. She wanted in anyway. She got her way. When she got there, she cried racism. Why? They didn't have a black union for students. Because in her mind, that's where racism exists. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing to listen to. Here is Charlie Kirk. This is a student telling him that he is a white supremacist national organization. Turning Point is a white supremacy group. Look how he shoots this down. It's a two-minute clip. Here you go. Would a white supremacist organization host a black leadership summit? Good question. She says yes. Wow. Would a white supremacist organization have a black female communications director for over? Yes, there are ideological shields. Yes, there are ideological shields. What are those? Further your talking points. And who are every much as committed to bigotry and white supremacy. Would a white supremacist organization host the nation's largest young Latino leadership summit for five yes. years straight? Yes. See how the crowd can isn't you, buying can it? Can you name one instance when we have ever tolerated hatred once? When you have ever tolerated hatred? Yes. Well, you claim that your organization is not white nationalist and not white supremacist, so why did Identity Europa think that your organization was prime breeding grounds for their views? Because they're idiots. Because they're idiots. So, yeah, she's talking about a group that identified them as a white supremacist group now he's just proven charlie kirk that they're not and in in so many ways right they if they were a white supremacist group they would not have had all of those things right yet she goes on to say that well a, a group over here has has convicted you of this this is his answer so That's people, not honest. Right? That's because just because I do agree that you should look in the mirror first before asking people to solve your problems. Just tell me honestly, what do you think it is about your organization without you being a white supremacist, without you being a white nationalist? So you don't think I'm a white supremacist? Let's just get this straight. No. Okay, good. I think you enable it. Oh. Enable it? How? How would he enable it? She's first talking about a group that just said that they were a label, white supremacist. Okay, she can't back that up. That group isn't there. Um, Who cares what somebody says about a group is the group that. Okay, so that was her initial accusation. Right. And now it's you enable it. Wow. That's further than just a group calling them that that name. Okay. now she's saying he enables. I, I enable. Yes. Despite every time I encounter anyone around that ideology, I repudiate it and I reject it. I'm asking you what why else you would feel, you want me to do? I'm asking you why you feel that what it is you think about your organization that that might attract white supremacists and white nationalists because you've repudiated a lot of members who were later revealed to have white nationalist ties. It's not a lot of members. You're talking about four people in a membership organization with hundreds of thousands of students over seven and a half year history. 
You're, you're looking at four isolated examples that the dishonest press decides to look at, despite the unbelievable body of work that Turning Point USA rejects anyone that has hatred. Turning Point USA has diverse leadership summits, such as a black leadership summit. And you kind of lost me after that one, by the way, that you could host a black leadership summit and also be white supremacist. Amen. Same kind of accusation came for Trump as he's a racist. People love to say this and then never back it up. How can you be a racist if you had a black girlfriend such as Trump did? See, this doesn't work. It doesn't work. How can you be a sexist pig? That's the other complaint about Trump. How can you be a sexist pig when you hire so many women to run your organizations and have faith in those women to do that? How can how, they can't be the evidence isn't there. And when you ask these kids, when they when they say and repeat these things, and you're going to hear a lot of that in today's show, the repeating of these things they hear from CNN, but none of them can be quantified. None of them can be explained. It's it's truly amazing. Is it not? So when I come back, I want to talk about a little bit about uh, Jordan Peterson taking on um, the uh, the narrative of climate change, but in a different way. And it's going to it's going to go right into Prager talking about left versus right. Why we think the way we do. What is the baseline for our ideology? Because when you understand the baseline for the ideology, it's very easy then to understand why the left is the way they are, why they think the way they think. And it really will shed some light on that. It's a great aha moment. And I, of course, have to leave you um, in this segment with Dan Pena talking about the fact that climate change is not on any prospectus for investing. There's a reason for that. And it really kind of shoots down the entire narrative of, of well, of climate change, actually. Um, here you go. That means that the best scenario vis-a-vis global warming is about 10 feet raising water. That's the best scenario over the next 40, 50 years. That's the best scenario. The worst scenario is about 100 feet. But let's just take the 10 feet. If the water on the planet is going to rise up 10 feet, that means the southern part of the United States is gone. England is gone. Most of Europe is gone. And I can go, uh, most of Central America is gone. Okay. If that's the case, let's just take Florida, for example, which is one of the fastest growing condominium, beachfront condominiums on the planet. In the prospectus, when you invest, there should be, in the footnotes, if global warming is for real, they won't put it that way, global warming happens and water rises 10 feet, this investment you made is not one single investment prospectus written since 2000, this century, has alluded to global warming. If it were really true, the banks wouldn't invest, the banks wouldn't finance. So the people that have the money, and I'm, I'm jealous of the Vice President Gore. I am jealous he came up with a scam before I did. Because the financial institutions, the banks of this world know it's not going to happen. Otherwise, you couldn't get a loan in London.
Christmas is about giving, and Balance of Nature wants to kick off this season by giving you a free bag of oranges. Come to our new St. George location at 1568 South River Road on Saturday, December 5th. We'll be giving them away from 8 a.m. to noon or until we run out. You don't need to be a customer or give us any information to bring home delicious organic oranges for your family, friends, and neighbors. All you need to do is show up. Merry Christmas from Balance of Nature, and we'll see you on Saturday, December 5th at 1568 South River Road next to the Tag and Go. How would you like to work for one of the fastest growing companies in Southern Utah? Balance of Nature helps real people be a part of something that's making a difference. Be a part of Balance of Nature. I have only been here for six months and I can see a path for me to move up in the company. The culture here is so amazing. Everyone is so happy and helpful. For more information or to apply, please visit our website at balanceofnature.com. Can't wait to get to those Black Friday savings? Kid, I'm with you 100%. I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress, where our Black Friday sale is already going on. Save up to $1,800 on the brands you know and trust. Serta, Sealy, Beautyrest, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, and King Coil. Plus, get a free Tempur-Pedic pill with any qualifying mattress purchase of $5.99 or more. No down, no interest financing for 36 months and free delivery. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. On behalf of the entire team at Ashton & Associates, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. It is such a fun time of year. Christmas lights up. They start thinking about gifts. But you know what? It's really about the family, and it's about Christ, and it's about everything that's good in this world. We wish you a very Merry Christmas, and we hope you have a great holiday season with your family and those you love and care about. We needed help. Our parents wanted to move to an assisted living center, but they only wanted a locally owned facility where the decisions about the facility were handled locally. Thank goodness we heard about the Haven at Sky Mountain. We talked with the local owner and he reassured us that they would be making all the decisions, not a huge corporation. The Haven at Sky Mountain, locally owned and operated right here in St. George. Call 435-674-7883 or havenassistedliving.com. Voted best of Southern Utah. There are a lot of places that claim to offer affordable funeral services, but there's only one place in Southern Utah that truly delivers. Candlelight Affordable Funeral Services. With cremation starting at $7.95 and traditional funerals starting at $4,395, no one can beat the price. Hi, this is Brian at Candlelight Affordable Funeral Services in Cedar City, Utah. Call me today and see that there is a difference. 435-586-3456 or find us online at Affordable Funeral services.com and look for the candle. What you need right now is a nice little getaway and we have just what the doctor ordered. Retreat to Mesquite for the Casablanca Resort's $99 room and golf package. Right now you can get a one night stay in a gorgeous super relaxing room at the Casablanca Resort and 18 holes of golf at your choice of either the Palms or Casablanca Golf Club. The perfect getaway you need right now. Book your $99 room and golf package now at CasablancaResort.com or call 877-438-2000 Don't miss out on the active life on St. George News Radio, 93.1 FM and 1450 AM, KZNU, every Thursday afternoon from 5.30 to 6 p.m. The Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life will help you get the most out of your life. The Active Life is all about the senior community, full of motivational stories, inspiring moments, and people who add the gold to the golden years. Tune in every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. to The Active Life, right here on St. George News Radio, 93.1 FM, 1450 AM, KZNU. The Active Life is brought to you by the Huntsman World Senior Games.
This is Quinn Olgan. And this is Connor Akin with Tango Express Car Wash. People ask us all the time why we keep building more car washes, and the answer is simple. That's right, it's simple. Our goal is to make washing your car easy. That's why we have five locations with three more coming soon. And with free vacuums, free air hoses, no tipping, and unlimited washes for as little as $19.99 a month, washing your car has never been so easy. Look for our next three locations in Cedar City on Highway 56, in Santa Clara by Harmons, and the newest announcement in Washington Fields by Linz. Tango Express Car Wash with five locations in St. George and Cedar City, and three more coming soon. Hey, it's Casey at Garage Doors Only. Thank you for voting us the best garage door company in Southern Utah for the second year in a row. We appreciate your vote of confidence. At Garage Doors Only, we specialize in garage doors and make sure that your garage doors are in the best possible working order. We take the time to show you options and accessories. Let us help you select the perfect door for your style and budget. Call us at 435-868-1200 or come see us at our showroom at 689 North Bluff. Today's show is pre-recorded. Oh, call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. from an Aussie song. <laughs> I love it. Uh, welcome back. Make sure you go to Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. Um, it is a fantastic supplement. Otherwise, I wouldn't be telling you to get it. That's just the bottom line. I don't know how else to say it. Um, Balance of Nature uh, is a food supplement, 31 fruits and vegetables every single day, plus all kinds of vitamins and nutrients in a drink that goes along with it, in a fiber drink um, that is amazing. And you'll feel better. Your immune system will be stronger. And I'm telling you, um, throw away the mask, work on the inside. Uh, God gave us a great immune system, but we still need those nutrients. <laughs> and uh, the mask is not uh, does not hold your immune system. So in, in saying that, go to balanceofnature.com, order up. This is a product I promise you you'll love. And uh, you'll thank me for this one. And uh, put in the code Kate, K-A-T-E, and you can get 35% off in free shipping. When I did my homework... Balance of Nature was head and shoulders above all other food supplements. This is the one. You know you should be taking one by now. I would hope so. We've done enough shows on the food supply. You should be taking something. But I can't imagine a better one. This is this is just fantastic. Balanceofnature.com. You'll love it. Um, okay, so here's the deal. I want to play this for you. Um, we've covered race. Uh, I want to cover uh, Jordan Peterson. What Jordan Peterson had to say, now I want you to listen up really carefully because this is a different angle. I love how he responds to this gal, okay, on climate change. But it's going to lead into what Prager has to say about how to make a better society and how the right and the left think so differently. And I love uh, Jordan Peterson's boldness in this. Listen to how he confronts and how bold he is, because this is really where you have to stand with these people. Okay, here we go. This is climate change. Here we go. So what is your advice to young people when you talk about you need to be individually responsible, but when there are things that are so far out of our control, like climate catastrophe, like the precarious job economy, like you know, the They're economic not as far crisis, out of your what, what, is, you what, think. Is, what is your answer to people who are facing these questions? Do you think that you're worse off than your grandparents? 
I think there are different challenges. Do you think you're worse off than your grandparents? The argument, I think, is that individual responsibility does not change um, the climate, does not fix the problem that needs global collective responsibility. So I think that's the core of the question. Do you have a, a theory about that? Well, fundamentally, I'm a psychologist, and my experience has been that people can do a tremendous amount of good for themselves and for the people who are immediately around them by looking to their own inadequacies and their own flaws and the things that they're not doing in their lives and starting to build themselves up as more powerful individuals. And if they're capable of doing that, and then they're capable of expanding their career. And if they're capable of expanding their career and their competence, then they're capable of taking their place in the community as effective leaders. And then they're capable of making wise decisions instead of unwise decisions when it comes to making collective political decisions. Not suggesting in the least, and have never suggested that there's no domain for social action. I'm suggesting that people who don't have their own houses in order should be very careful before they go about reorganizing the world. Ooh, let me play that again. Because <laughs> that is that is it in a nutshell. Here you go. People who don't have their own houses in order should be very careful before they go about reorganizing the world. Amen. Which happens in many ways. Amen. If a young person believes that the uh, climate, the global warming... Um, problem on the climate is something that needs to be tackled quickly and they can't wait until they grow up and become prime ministers to do it. Do, do you think collective responsibility overrides individual responsibility in a huge issue like that? No. <laughs> okay. Just no. I don't. I think that generally people, I think generally people have things that are more within their personal purview that are more difficult to deal with and that they're avoiding and that generally the way they avoid them is by adopting uh, pseudo-moralistic stances on large-scale social issues so that they look good to their friends and their neighbors. That's what it wow. Let me just play that one more time for you. Adopting uh, pseudo-moralistic stances on large-scale social issues so that they look good to their friends and their neighbors. Ah, adopting the I'm going to fix the world, I'm not going to fix myself. I'm going to fix the world so I look good to my neighbors. I'm going to fix the world and tell you what to do. You see this with the mask thing, too. I'm going to do that because I want a pat on the back for being a good person, even though I'm not willing to look inward and clean up my own house. Now, I want to share with you, on top of that, Prager, I love Dennis Prager, Prager on exactly the foundation of the left and the right and this is so profound. I, you know, it's funny. I don't think I've ever actually shared this on the show. I saw this quite a while ago and I never shared it. I don't know why. But this is so foundational to the left and the right and why we think the way we do. Here you go. A major difference between the right and the left concerns the way each seeks to improve society. Conservatives believe that the way to a better society is almost always through the moral improvement of the individual by each person doing battle with his or her own weaknesses and flaws. It is true that in violent and evil societies such as fascist, communist, or Islamist tyrannies, the individual must be preoccupied with battling outside forces. 
Almost everywhere else, though, certainly in a free and decent country such as America, the greatest battle of the individual must be with inner forces, that is, with his or her moral failings. The left, on the other hand, believes that the way to a better society is almost always through doing battle with society's moral failings. Thus, in America, the left concentrates its efforts on combating sexism, racism, intolerance, xenophobia, homophobia, Islamophobia, and the many other evils that the left believes permeate American society. One important consequence of this left-right distinction is that those on the left are far more preoccupied with politics than those on the right. Since the left is so much more interested in fixing society than in fixing the individual, politics inevitably becomes the vehicle for societal improvement. And when you look at all the things that Prager's talking about, because he's saying the right says fix the individual, and then eventually you'll have what you need in the society, right? You build character, you build integrity, you, you build your morals. And this is what, uh, this is how a good society, free from the constraints of, of government tyranny, right? You don't need all those laws because you're going to act. You, you've worked on self. Now you're going to act like uh, a good person. And then, of course, that is what amounts to a society. A lot of those kinds of people walking around is going to be a decent, good society. That's what the Constitution was written for. He's saying the left doesn't want to work on self. They want to work as a whole to combat whatever issue they think and is, is, is driving the world. And like I've said before in the broadcast today, when asked about this, they could not get an answer. Um, you know, they, it, it, people are racist. Well, quantify that. What do you mean people are racist? Well, couldn't come up with an answer. Couldn't, couldn't show how. How are we a racist nation? Can't, can't say, but we just are. Just believe me. We're, we are. That's, that's the answer you get. So the left is busy solving the world's problems that, that they think the world has. The right is saying, work on self. Enough of us do that. We're fine. But the left, see, without working on self goes right to the issue and it's not fast enough. Why do you think climate change is every 10 years, we're going to die at the end of every 10 years for five decades now, six decades now. Every 10 years, we're going to die at the end. It's not 20, it's not 30, it's not 40, it's not 50. It's 10. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Pass as many laws as you can. Tax everybody to the hilt. That's going to make a change. Look at me. I'm for global climate change. I can't tell you what it's really doing, but I'm for it, and I, and we're all going to die, so there. That's the left's view of climate change. Here you go. One important consequence of this left-right distinction is that those on the left are far more preoccupied with politics than those on the right. Since the left is so much more interested in fixing society than in fixing the individual, politics inevitably becomes the vehicle for societal improvement. That's why whenever the term activist is used, we almost always assume that the term refers to, to someone left. on the left. Yep. Another consequence of this left-right difference is that since conservatives believe society has changed one person at a time, they accept that change happens gradually. This isn't fast enough for the left, which is always and everywhere focused on social revolution. An excellent example of this 
was a statement by the then presidential candidate Barack Obama just days before his first election in 2008. To a rapturous audience, he declared, we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Conservatives not only have no interest in fundamentally transforming the United States of America, they are strongly opposed to we doing like so. We like it. <laughs> Conservatives understand that fundamentally transforming any society that isn't fundamentally bad, not to mention transforming what is one of the most decent societies in history, can only make the society worse. Conservatives believe that America can be improved but should not be transformed, let alone fundamentally transformed. The founders of the United States recognized that the transformation that every generation must work on is the moral transformation of each citizen. Thus, character development was at the core of both child-rearing and of young people's education from elementary school through college. As John Adams, the second president, said, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And in the words of Benjamin Franklin, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. Why is that? Because freedom requires self-control. The freer the society, the more self-control is necessary. If the majority of people don't control themselves, the state, meaning an ever more powerful government, will have to control them. From the founding of the United States until the 1960s, schools and parents concentrated on character education. But with the ascent of left-wing ideas, character education has all but disappeared from American schools. Instead, children are taught not to focus on their flaws, but on America's. Social issues have replaced character education. An example is a new K-12 science curriculum, the next generation of science standards, which will teach young Americans starting in kindergarten about global warming. And when they get to college, American young people will be taught about the need to fight economic inequality, white privilege, and the alleged rape culture on their campuses. Ironically, if there really is a rape culture that permeates American college campuses, the only reason would have to be that there was so little character education in our schools, Amen. or for that matter, at home. Fathers and religion, historically the two primary conveyors of self-control, are non-existent in the lives of millions of American children. We are now producing vast numbers of Americans who are passionate about fixing America while doing next to nothing about fixing their own character. The problem, however, is that you can't make society better unless you first make its people better. Amen. That was Prager. And uh, let me tell you, there's so much there's there's just a lot of gold in what he just said. We um, we don't want to transform America. We love America because America is such a gift. We'd like to improve it, not transform it. The left wants to transform it without improving self. This is the basic problem that we have. This is why we don't see eye to eye.
they are taught, our kids are taught from a very, very young age now that they have to concentrate on all social issues as an issue that they have to solve instead of solving self. No wonder we have so many problems communicating right now with the left and the right. No wonder. When I come back, um, if you don't get this hour on your station, make sure you get it on podcast. I'm going to be covering LGBT, a conversation I had. Inequality, are the poor actually poor? No, they are not, and I'll prove why. Atheist, uh, annihilist, socialism, critical race theory, you're not going to want to miss the next hour. There's so much gold in these two hours, and uh, I'm loving this. I'm loving this because these are walkaway points that you can talk about with your kids. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. The Berlin thought, the wheel is turning, but the hamster is dead. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Fascism, no, I'm exposing you as a fascist. And because, because... Do you realize... Uh, I'm, I'll tell you how. You asked me a question. Hold on. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with the black shirts in Italy or the brown shirts in Germany? Do you realize that they would go to campuses, goons, and would stand in the back of the room? And when somebody tried to make an intelligent presentation and answer questions, they would shout them down, yell at them, try to intimidate them, and count as success if they could get the event canceled and the speaker threatened. But see, the problem is, sometimes you get speakers like me who are not scared of people like you. We recognize your frauds. I recognize, I recognize that ultimately you are afraid of ideas. You're not willing to engage with me. Yes, you're afraid of ideas. You're not afraid of fascists. You think I pose a threat to you? I'm an immigrant. I came to America with nothing. What threat do I pose to you? Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show, last hour on a Friday. Uh, Joel will be... Um Joel Skousen will be joining me next week. <laughs> there, there was just so many things going on today before the show. If I told you, you'd just crack up. But anyway, uh, he had some complications in getting to the show, so he'll be next week. And um, you know what, though? Sometimes uh, maybe divine providence, you know, kind of kicks in. And, and maybe there's a reason that people need to hear uh, what I'm about to play. Because these uh, two hours of the show are really important to understand how to talk to somebody because we need to we need to really have more conversations um where as far as a divisive country goes uh it, it seems to be climbing in sort of blood pressure uh levels and we need to be able to talk to each other and you have to understand where these people are coming from so that we can understand how to talk to them and how to kind of get them to climb back down you know off of the wall so um in the last hour i covered um black privilege a conversation between two black people as one try as one actually successfully successfully just annihilated uh, the person on the white privilege. I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, it was just it's so interesting to hear. So that'll be on podcast. Um, also, white supremacy. We covered climate change and really the fundamental, the fundamental. How do we make society better and how differently the right and the left think? And when you'll want to listen to the last hour on the show, that last segment on that, but to kind of give you a snapshot of that. The leftist of America 
have been consumed with fighting the uh, what they think are the political ails of the society rather than fixing self. The right feels like you fix the individual and enough of you are doing that and you're building your character and you're building your integrity and your moral base and everything else that the world will then be the accumulation of all of those individuals, right, working on self. This is this is foundationally at the root of why we see the world the way we do and the social issues. The reason that uh, the left goes after societal kind of kind of um, skips over self to go to societal is and Jordan Peterson put this so eloquently. It's a way to say um, pat myself on the back. I'm doing all this good for society. Look 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 at how. Look at how big my aim is. Look at how much I'm doing, and I want to force all of you to do what's right for society. Forget self. Just go right to society. So I'm going to tell you that there's a racism problem. I'm going to tell you there's a white privilege problem. I'm going to tell you there's a climate change problem. I'm going to tell you there's all these problems, and I'm going to go about busily fixing them. Because the left is trying to transform society, the right would like to just improve upon the society that we have. Kind of like a home. A home is built on a great foundation, right? You want to keep that home intact. You want to make some improvements along the way, but that home stays in that foundational, that that superb foundational condition. Just like our Constitution prepped America for this wonderful foundation that we have. The left wants to blow the house up and, and, and start over. The problem is, is they don't even realize where that lands us because they seem to enjoy America's offered dream, but they get hooked on the idea that you don't worry about self as much as you're just there to um, solve the problems that you think exist for society. Um, so it's a, it's a huge kind of enlightening um, aha moment, or it should be for many of us. And so I don't know if you guys remember uh, Bernie Sanders and Hillary debating this topic, but I wanted to bring this up because I thought this was this was very very important. Um, and this is all about um, it, honestly about is the poor poorer um, when the rich get rich. Is do the poor get poor? And you're going to be hearing a lot about this because this seems to be sort of, sort of the I don't know I don't know what it is, but it's kind of this um, strange argument about income equality that you keep hearing over and over again with this election. So let's 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 take a gander, shall we? This is John Stossel. Here you go. Richer and the poor get poorer. Rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. Is that true? The poor get poorer. People keep talking about the evil of income inequality. This is the living room in a $16 million penthouse apartment. It's true that some rich people have gotten absurdly rich. But the other claim that they got rich while the poor people got poorer is just a myth. As we've increased the number of billionaires around the world, extreme poverty has actually shrunk down. Former now, that's Carol Roth from The Roth Effect, and she explains how this doesn't actually happen. The poor do not get more poor because the rich get rich. Here you go. Shooting a hole right through most of the rhetoric you hear on TV right now. Here you go. Down. Former investment banker Carol Roth points out that anyone who pays attention knows that as the rich got richer, most poor people got richer too. Worldwide, more than a billion people rose out of poverty. Yes, the rich got even richer, but why is that a problem? Consider poor me and rich me. 
Over the past 40 years, we rich Americans got 200% richer. Lucky me. I got just 32% richer. I didn't gain as much as he did. But I don't see how I'm hurt. I'm 32% richer. And yes, that's adjusting for inflation. And it doesn't even count all the cool new stuff innovation gave me. And here's, here's another, another misleading, misleading claim. claim. A lack of economic mobility. The lack of economic mobility. Watching the news, you'd think people born poor in America have little chance to become rich. A striking lack of economic mobility in America. It's true that people with rich parents have a big advantage. But it's not like Americans are locked in. Economists at Harvard and Berkeley crunched the numbers and found most people born to the richest fifth of Americans fell out of that bracket within 20 years. Likewise, most born to the poorest fifth climb to a higher quintile. Some make it all the way to the top. One study looking at that top bracket found three out of four Americans will hit that top 20% at some point in their lifetime. Three out of four people. Yes, there is the opportunity to have that mobility and to make an amazing income in this country. You see that if you just look at the billionaires on the Forbes richest list. Most are self-made. In other words, they didn't inherit the money, they created their own fortunes. But politicians and the media say that inequality itself is a huge problem. Frustrations over income inequality. There's an inequality in this country right now that is threatening to tear us apart. It might tear us apart if people come to believe that all inequality is evil. Amen. But why is that <laughs> true? Progressives like to point out that Scandinavian countries have much more equal incomes than America does. But incomes are more equal in Afghanistan, too. Incomes tend to be equal when everyone is poor. Total equality isn't possible. Some people are just better singers than others. The best performer in the country. The best athletes are just physically different. There's inequality in everything. There's inequality in free time. There's inequality in parents. I don't have any parents or grandparents. We're all so different in so many ways. I have two kidneys. There are people out there who need one, don't have one that functions. Should the government be able to take my kidney because somebody else needs it? How is it not wrong that some people have so much more than others? What's wrong about that? It's absolutely right. It's unfair. Right. Life is unfair. Unfair is good. Unfair is a feature. It's not a bug. Something to think about next time someone tells you that it's government's job to make everyone equal. Wow. Nice, right? That was John Stossel explaining that. And let me just tell you what, what an insight that is. Uh, because somebody gets rich, it doesn't make somebody poor more poor. Here is, <laughs> you know, sometimes we don't take these apart enough to analyze them. So when you're talking to your youth, your college student that's turned into a liberal, your, your uh, relatives uh, that are liberal, um, you know, explain to them the actual truth behind the poor get poorer because people love to just repeat these things from CNN without ever actually analyzing them. This is Charlie Kirk and a student that was very angry at him um, talking about the poor. Here we go. It is not based on the best. What's wrong with the current system we live in again? It is not based on the best outcome for each person. It's based on the wealthy getting wealth off of making the poorer poor. Just because someone gets rich doesn't mean someone gets poor. Yes, it does. Explain In that to me. In this society, it does. Explain that to me. When, you bought, when you bought your 
hat who got poor? Your hat. Um, mm-hmm. The people who made the hat. What, they voluntarily contributed their labor no, they and they not. got paid for it. No, they did not. They didn't? There's workers in other countries who are enslaved to make things that I'm wearing right now. Then why would you buy it? Wearing. Because there's no other options in our capitalist country. There are no other options in our capitalist that's, that's, country. That's totally and factually incorrect. Make your own clothes. There aren't very many options for that. Well, so what you're trying to say is you outsource your goods and services in a capital voluntary because you don't, you do you don't want to okay spend the time to go make slaves? your own clothes. Do you think no, what I'm trying to say is you're making the argument for you. I don't make my own clothes because I'm happy no, that someone in Southeast Asia gets a job so that I don't have to go make my own clothes. They- okay, so see where she went with that? Are you happy to see enslaved people? Well, where are these enslaved people? If you bought a hat and you're convinced that the people that built it or or made it uh, live in a country and it's from a country that they did not get paid for doing that, then don't buy it or make your own. See? So she was convinced, this college student, that the poor get more poor because the person bought the hat. The person had the means to buy the hat. It's it's nonsensical. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and she couldn't. She she knew she couldn't go anywhere with it. That's why she said. So you think people should be enslaved? Oh yes, honey. I think people should be enslaved. Yeah. I mean, that's where they go with the argument because they they cannot provide an ounce of evidence that the poor get more poor. Because the rich get rich. And like John Stossel said, when the rich get rich, the poor get less poor. That's really what's going on here. But they don't want to say that. And so all these rich politicians are telling you, the ones that have scammed and schemed, they're all telling you that you have to give up anything extra to give and share by force. It's called socialism. Yeah. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Hi guys, it's Andrew. If you're frustrated in the bedroom, you are going to want to hear this. Wasatch Medical Clinic uses an FDA-registered technology to reverse erectile dysfunction, and we do it without any pills. Our wave therapy is clinically shown to open up and regrow blood vessels, which means we're treating the root cause problem of ED, lack of blood flow. Even Cambridge tested our technology and concluded that it is highly effective. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, call Wasatch Medical Clinic right now and We'll give you the medical exam, screening, even the blood flow ultrasound, totally free. Plus, a special gift proven to produce instant results in the bedroom. If you want to get your blood flowing properly and put a stop to your erectile dysfunction, call Wasatch Medical Clinic in the next two minutes to qualify for this $500 offer. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Let's get your love life back. 435-922-7000. Do you have a reverse mortgage? If so, you need to refinance with Heritage Reverse Mortgage. A reverse mortgage refinance could allow you to draw an additional ten dollars to $30,000 or more from your equity. You could also save thousands in interest charges with a lower interest rate. When you work with Heritage Reverse, we'll pay for your closing costs. These low rates won't last, so call today to refinance with Southern Utah's reverse mortgage specialist. Call Heritage Reverse Mortgage 435-359-9000. Not all borrowers will qualify. See lender for details and MLS 1497455. You've started to feel it. You can sense it early in the morning and as the sun sets at night. It's fall and it's here. The reality is your yard can feel it too. And you'll want your landscaper to have the experience and the attention to detail to make sure that the change in season doesn't do damage to your yard 
landscaping, or property. You've heard a lot the last few months about Proforma Landscape. We believe there is a difference in the work we do. And we know a lot of people talk about quality and experience, but we're so confident that you'll absolutely love our work that we're offering the first month for free. Yes, no charge at all for the first month with any new agreement. This offer is good now until the last day in October. You can contact us at ProformaLandscape.com. That's ProformaLandscape.com. Stop worrying about watering schedules, leaky pipes, sprinklers, mowing, or seasonal tree trimming. That's our job. At Proforma, there is a difference. Hire us, and you'll see. ProformaLandscape.com. The Mercedes-Benz Winter Event is going on now at Mercedes-Benz of St. George. They're currently making the deals you have been waiting all year for. With a limited number of 2020s left, now is the time to come in and test drive the Mercedes-Benz of your dreams. In addition to their once-a-year deals, they also have special financing. But hurry, these great offers will be gone in a flurry. So head into Mercedes-Benz of St. George because this opportunity is limited time but unlimited joy. See dealer for details. Your loved one lived a unique life all their own. Honor them with a headstone as unique as them from the experts at Kenworthy Monuments. Their monuments can be created on virtually any materials that will pass the test of time. Granite, limestone, marble, sandstone, and more. Some custom markers in a variety of colors are available in stock and can be set or shipped within a few days. Call the good folks at Kenworthy Monument today at 435-628-3335 or KenworthyMonuments.com. Voted best in Southern Utah. This is Josh Weiser with Cash Valley Bank. And this is Colby Sprague with Cash Valley Bank. We're the mortgage lending team for all of Southern Utah, and we'd like to share some of the many reasons why we think it's better to work as a team. Together, we're more versatile. We team up not just with each other, but with the entire Cash Valley team to offer types of loans that conventional mortgage lenders simply can't. We're both proud to be part of Cash Valley Bank, where we have the freedom and the resources to offer all our clients quality mortgage lending. Mountains await. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Trucks, 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 baby. You looking for a nice used truck? Or maybe a nice used diesel truck? Come down to Red Rock Auto Sales 4x4 and Truck Center. We have all the trucks you could want at one location. Our new 960 South Bluff Street location is full of beautiful trucks. We carry every make of diesel truck on the market and every make of half-ton trucks on the market. With a huge selection of over 20 diesels in stock, you're sure to find your next truck at Red Rock Auto Sales 4x4 and Truck Center. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington exit, right by Bloomington Walmart. You can get a gorgeous piano for a great deal. Talk to John or Jamie. A piano makes a beautiful house a home. Best mattress, the best place to buy Tempur-Pedic. Save up to $1,500 on Serta, Beautyrest, and Sherwood. Free delivery and setup with the best mattress, 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Why shop anywhere else? Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. we hate i think uh the 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 people of america especially is what i'm focusing on today um 
Well, we're having a hard time communicating because of the different levels of education in this country and education on true history and uh, and what's actually happening in this country. If you'll notice, whenever somebody like a Bernie Sanders says the poor get poorer, the rich get richer, it sounds like a really conclusive thought. Does it not? And then when you dig, you're like, well, wait a minute. Where's the proof of that? It sounds good. It sounds like a nice CNN soundbite that they'll play over and over again as if people have researched this and come to this conclusion. But it's not true. Income equality. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's hilarious because, because America gave people the opportunity to actually invent themselves from scratch. In, in previous centuries and in previous lands, and this is why you see so many novels where uh they're talking about um you know old england and you're and you're talking about classes and you could never rise above your class right so when you had a poor little farmer they could never marry somebody of royalty because you couldn't mix the two classes right it was forbidden and that's why there was never a chance out of your class well america gave that opportunity but nobody wants to talk about that because they're trying to fundamentally transform america Conservatives want to improve America, not transform it. We don't want to blow the house up and rebuild into something that is a um, socialistic communism uh, type of ideology. Um, We want what we have. We understand it. We love it. It's part of who we are. It's what gives us our um, identifies our liberty, our God-given liberty. And so we don't want to change that. So let me play a, a clip for you. Um, this is um, insight into a, a kid, a college student, asking Charlie Cook about socialism. Okay? And so you got to hear how he answers. I had, I had to cut out a couple of bad words for you. Uh, you'll probably hear that. But um, uh, the, the cutting out of a couple of words, just know that they were not good for radio. Here you go. Libertarian socialist, right? As as you would know, the you know workers controlling the means of production, right? That's just like an economic thing. I don't believe in in big government, right? This I is believe, a kid. No, no government, no government. So no you're an anarchist? Government. Yes, I believe in I believe in voluntary hierarchy and democracy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's wow. Charlie Kirk. Um, but let me ask you a question, in all seriousness. No, here, here's the question. Here's a serious question, though. What's preventing you from doing what the Amish do? Get off the grid and just go live like that right now? Well, the Amish are religiously excluded. No, forget the, forget the religious okay, component. Well, but the Amish are a great example. It's incredibly difficult to just pick up everything that you have, leave, and go. And so you want to tell me how to live? No, I'm not telling you how to live. No, 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 no. You are. Because you're arguing for a governmental structure... A lack of one, rather. So even a lack of a governmental structure will then make me live the way you want me to live. I'm not going to tell you how to live live your life. So you're okay with me having five houses and six yachts? uh, What I'm saying is that the society that I currently live in... Answer the question. I'm forced to... Wait, what? What You're okay with me having five houses and six yachts? Uh, I'm not okay with you having them Ah. if you are not using them. Oh, not you. So all of a sudden you're now telling me how to live my life. I'm never going to tell you how to live your life, my friend. Why are you telling me how to live mine? What I'm saying is that there are people that are literally starving, and that if you had extra houses and and they literally just came and occupied the houses that you are not using, they are justified because you are being a massive... So if someone forcefully takes away something that is sedentary, not being used in that purpose, it is a rightful means of theft. Yes. Wow. Um, So you don't believe in private property, right? No, I do not. You don't believe in private property rights, so we're getting somewhere. So... So you're not a libertarian, my friend. Libertarians oh, believe. I'm not a libertarian in the American. I'm not a libertarian in the capitalist sense. I'm not a libertarian in the American sense. So stop using the word because you're anything but it. <laughs> 
See? So when it gets right down to it, they really do want to tell people how to live. And it's according to what they think the world should be like. Not working on self. See, he wasn't willing to take himself and put himself in an Amish situation, which he desired. Because that's just too much bother. He just wants to change the world the way he sees it. And he thinks that, well, thieving you out of something you've earned because you're not using it is the right thing to do. This is how twisted these thoughts are getting. This is how insane it's getting. Okay. So now I want to turn to um, nihilism and I want to talk about atheism. This is Charlie Kirk. Uh, and and the, here's a student from Fullerton. I actually went to Fullerton. Here's a, here's a student from Fullerton, California saying, I have all these liberal roommates and um, they are nihilists and, and I want, you know, solve this problem for me. And so, uh, and so she's just saying, look, help. Here you go. Here, here he is. And, and he brings up something that I don't hear a lot of people talking about when talking to an atheist. Here we go. A sorority house with a lot of girls who are super liberal, and one of them in particular is very uh, has a nihilistic worldview, atheist, super liberal. And how do I go about that, like trying to help her or combat that without um, still having to live with her as a roommate? And this really kind of drives him nuts. I wouldn't recommend using this, by the way, is that without God, there would be no atheists. Like, that really drives him out of control. Um, And, I mean, whatever. Without God, there's no atheists. um, When you're trying to talk to a nihilistic person, I think that, and there's a lot of different ways to go about it, but there's one thing they can't answer. You ready for it? Here's the cheat code. The social Darwinists that believe that in Darwinism, there's one thing that always gets them confused. It's music. What is music? Now, they will say that music came from songbirds. Like, no, 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 that's noise. What is music? Why do certain pieces of music make you cry? Why do certain pieces of music make you feel something that you just can't quite articulate? Why does some music sound better than others? Because we believe those of us that believe in God, that music is something that is extra spiritual. It's actually a connection to a higher power. That's why the longest book in the Bible is literally songs, psalms. The last last chapter of the book of Psalms is about using trumpets and using instruments to glorify God. They can't explain music. They also can't explain beauty. Ask them, is there anything in this world that is beautiful? Go drive to Malibu and say, let's look at the sunset. Is that beautiful? Yes. Why? Why is it that when human beings see an open ocean, they all, we all agree there's something good about this. It's because we all have hardwired in us a yearning to desire the good and reject the bad. A, a size in our heart that only God can fill. Even the nihilists will admit this when they're confronted with it. And they don't have an answer for it. And so my advice to you, maybe you'll play Mozart, maybe something like that, and you listen to that music, and all of us will agree there's something so sweet and harmonious about this. And those of us that believe in the Bible, we can explain it, right? We know what that is, because we use music as a way to glorify God. That is why all of the great conductors and all of the great um, orchestra, all the great individuals of Mozart and Bach and all of them, they all said on the top of their music, glory be to God, always, because what they were doing to try to glorify God, always. So that's, I could go a lot deeper into that. But my advice to you is don't look at her as how am I going to live with her? Instead, say how I'm going to live forever with her. How do I bring her to heaven? That's my advice to you with her, okay?
It's good, isn't it? Uh, beauty and uh, music, two things that have no explanation um, unless unless that belief in, in, in God kicks in and you can... Um, you can say why you why why those two things uh, exist the way they do. Isn't that interesting? Fascinating, huh? Trying to bring you the very best clips and answers to to all of these things. That's why I'm bringing you I'm bringing you Stossel Prager. I'm bringing you Charlie Kirk, Danish. I mean, there's all kinds of people I could I could tap into for a lot of these, but I just really resonated with with several of these. I thought they were really good. Um, Okay, and on the heels of that, let me play this. This is a uh, this is a minute thirty. Uh, this is a clip from Dinesh uh, D'Souza from a movie called Trump Card, um, and uh, with a twenty twenty uh, release here. And then also, this is him interviewing um, uh, the uh, um, I'm sorry, the Iman uh, the Iman uh, Mohammed Tahiti. Okay, and he's asked he's asking the question, why does the progressive left align with the the radical Islam? I don't like to paint with a broad brush, um, but I will say there are there is a faction of, of progressive leftism that does align with the radical Islam. Here you go. So here's a paradox. In America, we have a political left. It's a progressive left. As you know, it's sexually permissive. And this political movement appears strangely allied with radical Islam. Can you explain this? When I was an extremist, Islamist, fundamentalist, I would only vote left. Why is that? I saw them as very stupid. I would fear the conservatives because they come with principle. That's not someone they can brainwash. But the left, I know they have no values and no principles to begin with. I dare you to find one Islamic extremist that votes for Donald Trump. Never do it. They'd give their vote to the leftist who wants to run around in, in pride parades. and Islamic extremists are against gays and homosexuals and, and transgenders. But they want the left to go and get busy with that. They want them, go, go, go speak about the climate. Go, go, go speak about abortion. Go, go kill yourselves. Go, go do that. And Omar, she's fighting for abortion rights. And all the other, my body, my choice. Yes, go do that. Go do that. But would she have an abortion? Never. Never. Would she kill a Muslim in her stomach? Never. What is the fundamentalist and jihadi agenda for America? The future of America has to be Muslim. Interesting, isn't it? Um, coming from uh, an imam that that is expressing his view, I thought that I thought that was very interesting, telling, um, to say the least, and. You know, I was having a uh, conversation um, with with a mother of a, of a kid that had just come out of the closet, and um, and I was expressing. Well, we were kind of ex- exchange. This has been a friend for a long time, and 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 it was um, a conversation where the mother ended up jumping in politically um, because she wanted to show her son how much she loved him, and so she just started jumping into the political ring and going after the the newfound discrimination rights and all of these different things. And I remember uh, with this conversation, I said, "I understand that you love your kid." as I would too. It doesn't matter if my kid was gay or not. I would love them. Bottom line, it doesn't matter to me. I I love them fiercely no matter what happens to them, okay? Because they're your kid. 
I said, where I have an issue is, is in order to show the love, to show love, you think you have to then jump in politically and join the political um, groups that, um, that, that honestly, I don't think they really understand what they're doing. But it's, in, it's, it's done with the, with the desire to show love, but you're asking for something that hurts all of our rights, right? Because discrimination rights hurt everybody's rights because you're now identifying a super class and taking rights from somebody else. That's not equality of rights. And so, you know, there are distinct issues and problems when you get in and jump into the political ring. You do not have to show how, your kid how much you love them by fighting for something that will eventually hurt them anyway. As an American, as a human being, you can just love them. And I do. I believe in that kind of love, that parental love, no matter what decision your kid makes. Right? I'm sure we're all on board with that. No matter what, you love them. You support them. You you help them. Right? But you also stay true to your principles at the same time. And when people jump into the political ring, they seem to lose their principles along the way. The principles they had in their Christian values, they seem to lose that. You don't need to lose it. Be right back. Are open now. Call eight. Christmas is about giving, and Balance of Nature wants to kick off this season by giving you a free bag of oranges. Come to our new St. George location at 1568 South River Road on Saturday, December 5th. We'll be giving them away from 8 a.m. to noon or until we run out. You don't need to be a customer or give us any information to bring home delicious organic oranges for your family, friends, and neighbors. All you need to do is show up. Merry Christmas from Balance of Nature, and we'll see you on Saturday, December 5th at 1568 South River road next to the tag and go how would you like to work for one of the fastest growing companies in southern utah balance of nature helps real people be a part of something that's making a difference be a part of balance of nature i have only been here for six months and i can see a path for me to move up in the company the culture here is so amazing everyone is so happy and helpful For more information or to apply, please visit our website at balanceofnature.com. Black Friday deals have been extended for a few more days at the locally owned and operated Ashley Home Store. That's just a few more days to choose 0% for up to 60 months OAC or choose up to 20% off your entire purchase. That's a few more days of Black Friday savings on sofas, sectionals, recliners, bedroom sets, and dining room sets. Make your way into the Ashley Sleep Center for Black Friday savings on the Ashley Home Store's most popular mattresses. All accessories are on sale, too. Plus, look for the orange and yellow tags throughout the store for even bigger savings. Black Friday savings store-wide at the Ashley Home Store, where you can choose 0% for up to 60 months OAC or choose up to 20% off your entire purchase. Black Friday deals have been extended for a few more days at the number one name in furniture, the Ashley Home Store on East Red Cliffs Drive next to the Pineview Stadium 10. If you're looking for the best of Southern Utah, log on to bestofsouthernutah.com. Best of Southern Utah. Bookmark bestofsouthernutah.com and use it all year to find the best businesses in Southern Utah. The best in retail stores, restaurants, healthcare, fun things to do, and fun places to go. Best of Southern Utah. It's the best of Southern Utah. Brought to you by House of Hearing. Best of Southern Utah. See the complete list of winners at bestofsouthernutah.com. Best of Southern Utah. 
Drive a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van and find out how far an extra mile goes. A network of authorized dealerships is backed by a sales force ready to help with everything from customization to service. So go the extra mile by stepping into an authorized Mercedes-Benz van dealership for a test drive today. Now with IRS Section 179, businesses could be eligible for up to a $25,900 tax deduction. So head on over to Stephen Wade Mercedes before this offer runs out. Mercedes-Benz of St. George. Can't wait to get to those Black Friday savings? Kid, I'm with you 100%. I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress, where a Black Friday sale is already going on. Save up to $1,800 on the brands you know and trust. Serta, Sealy, Beautyrest, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, and King Coil. Plus, get a free Tempur-Pedic pill with any qualifying mattress purchase of $5.99 or more. No down, no interest financing for 36 months and free delivery. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. Nowadays, 401ks are a part of life. Chances are, you or your spouse have a current one or even an old one tied to some long-forgotten job. But how familiar are you with your 401k? Do you know your options, your fees? Are you maxing out the benefits? Most importantly, do you know that you may be able to roll over your 401k without leaving your job? The team at New Millennium Group has been working with retirees and pre-retirees in Utah for many years. And in that time, we've learned a lot about the different 401k offerings from local companies that you know or maybe that you work for. If you want to know your 401k inside and out, pick up the phone and call us at 888-999-6370 for a complimentary review where we'll discuss retirement planning, social security, tax minimization, and much more. We'll get answers. We'll see if you can take more control of your 401k, and we'll make sure you're not leaving any money on the table. So call us today at 888-999-6370. That's 888-999-6370. Or visit us online at newmillenniumgroup.com. Attention homeowners of Southern Utah. Ionic Smart Solutions wants to help simplify your life by helping you claim, on average, $8,000 in tax credits without spending a dime just for going solar. If you've considered going solar before, new laws in the state of Utah are making homeowners look again. Making the switch to solar now will insulate you from the rising cost of energy. You'll enjoy carefree living knowing that the changes you make will preserve our environment. And let's not forget how going solar increases the value of your home. So don't let the sun go down on these savings. Visit ionixsmart.com to lock in these rates today for a better tomorrow. Ionix Smart Solutions. Your life simplified. Today's show is pre-recorded. 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Uh, this show, I'm I'm hoping you're enjoying this because I'm trying to pull some of the best responses to these liberal arguments as we're hearing them tenfold right now in the election year, of course. Election years are always insane. Insane for talk radio, too, uh, as you can imagine. But also, at the same time, you're going to have people over for the holidays. You're going to be discussing the masks and all the crazy, nonsensical crap fests that everybody's trying to, 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 to convince everybody of on, on COVID. Uh, it's all lies. And and so not all lies. It's a real thing. It's just the response is is a lie. And so here we are with all of this going on. And I thought that I would try to be helpful in, in the solutions based arena to help you understand to help. Well, not you understand, because I know you do, but to help you understand. See, I keep saying it to, to help all of us grasp what how to counteract these discussions, what you can say. 
And so the last hour, oh my gosh, you got to get the conversation between two black people discussing white privilege because one just annihilates the whole white privilege discussion um, when the other uh, black individual tries to um, pony up all these excuses as to why white privilege exists. So make sure you get it on podcast. But this is just, it's so important that we talk about these things. I just kind of brought up at that last couple of minutes going into the last segment, the um, LGBT, you can still maintain your principles and your beliefs without having to kowtow to the LGBT community. You don't have to jump on board politically and go into overdrive to show your kid how much you love them. You love them by maintaining your principles and who you are. So, you know, I had a friend whose kid came out and and she just was kind of jumping ship on principles. It's like, wh- why would you do that? I got to show I sh- I have to show him how uh, how much I love him. Well, you can do that without having to do that. I mean, why would you out be going out and fighting for all these insane things that the LGBT political class wants to go after? Why would you do that? They want things that are detrimental to all of our rights. It hurts all of us to have super classes of people who get rights. Everybody has the same rights in a courtroom. They don't ask you who you're sleeping with in a courtroom. Okay, so, that you know, that's, that's the only equality we have. But yet, we're kind of conned into this is love and this is kindness. It's not love and kindness to forego your principles. It just isn't. Show your kids who you really are and that you're there to stand by what you know to be true. And you can still love them anyway. And I, I would love my kids no matter what happened or what they did. I'll take a quick call because I have critical race to get to, too. I want to talk about that. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Well, you know, you're just talking about parents and LGBTQRS, yeah. whatever it is right. this week. I have a son going through the same thing right now. Yep. He has a daughter who mm-hmm. called him one day and said, will you please fly a gay pride um, flag outside your home? And he said, no. <laughs> and right. her response was, and, and it's the lie that the, that this mm-hmm. group of people have sold to us. Mm-hmm. Well, that means you don't love me. Right. All no. tied to love. Mm-hmm. It means, it, it's such a lie. It, it is. It's such a lie. And these kids have embraced the lie. It is not a lie when your parents have certain standards. Yep. They still love you. Yep. They wrap their arms around you. You're always welcome. Yeah. You will live here if you need to. I mean, all of those things still apply. Right. Right. I, I totally it, agree with it, that. Thank you. And when, when this daughter, she's a grown adult, mm-hmm. you know, sends a sure. text that's kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, well, you know, yeah. she'll get over it or she won't. Right. But either way, I'm really happy that my son has a backbone Mm -hmm. and explain to her with love and kindness what the deal is for him. Thank you. I love it. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I love that response. You know, I did a show a long time ago where I talked about the two first commandments. (laughs) As a Christian, you know these, right? Love God, love your neighbor. And there's a reason love God is first, because that puts your principles in the right order. You love God first, then you love everybody else. The political class of the LGBT community wants you to just go into this, I love everybody first, God's somewhere down on the list somewhere. You can just grapple with that later. That's not how it's supposed to work. So, 
Um, There's that. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let me finish this off with critical race theory. For those who don't know what this is, um, this is, well, actually, I'll have Charlie Kirk Kirk describe this to you. He actually does a really insightful job on this. And and I thought this was really important history lesson as well for you. So here you go. He's talking about Angela Davis, and he's talking about why it's such a lie. Here you go. Here's Charlie Kirk. Critical race theory has decimated the law schools of this nation. And now we're in a position, uh, I don't know what can be done with the law schools, but if this room were filled with woke students, what would be the secret to their hearts? You're smart. Um, So, I like you. Um, He he never says that about me. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So, let me just walk through the question, because I'm sure a lot of you are kind of like, what did you just say? And that's okay. So, there's a theory of analyzing the world called critical theory. It was started by a teacher from the Frankfurt School. The Frankfurt School would be, it was an adjunct of Frankfurt University in Germany. This was during Nazi Germany. They were not pro-Nazi Germany. They were in opposition of it, but they were Marxists. They started the Frankfurt School. They ended up becoming expatriates to our country. There was many of them as part of that kind of whole contingent. The most famous and most influential was one by the name of Herbert Marcuse. He started critical theory. Critical theory is nothing more than Marxist ideology, which is usually in economic terms, bourgeoisie versus the proletariat. That's what Marx argued, is that everything would be the working man versus the profiteering business person. Marcuse didn't believe that. He said that really we're nothing more than tribal groups. It's really skin color that matters. So you can have critical theory in law, you can have critical theory in science, all that sort of stuff. But he really came down, and the most popular was critical race theory. Before we go any further, every one of your young people is learning this, by the way. If they're in public school, if they're on social media, and most of your Christian, Christian curriculum has this, whether you realize it or not. So critical race theory, started in the 1960s, found a partner by the name of Angela Davis. Angela Davis has done more for the destruction of civil society than any person that I can think of in academia. She's a devout communist. She calls herself a communist. She's a member of the Communist Party. Angela Davis and Herbert Marcuse did many events across the country. So what is critical race theory? It's very simple. I'll break it into five or six attributes. Number one, melanin is your master, meaning your skin color matters. Now, mind you, this is not an enlightenment idea. What built Western society was the Bible believing that neither slave nor free, Greek or Jew, we are all free in the blood of Jesus Christ, written by Paul in Philippians. This idea, we stewed over it, articulated by Augustine, enhanced by Aquinas, eventually spread thanks to the Protestant Reformation of Calvin. There is this idea that every life matters. By the way, that's not, we take this so for granted. You realize most of human history has not had what we call common sense. Seriously. So this idea that every life matters and we shouldn't judge people on the color of your skin. Martin Luther King rightfully built an entire movement trying to say, I don't care about what, the color of your skin instead about your content of your character. We used to teach our kids this. Now we're doing the opposite. First thing is melanin is your master. Number two is that racism is everywhere. This is the second thing they teach in critical race theory. 
What does that mean? That there is no institution, no conversation, no company where racism does not exist. The argument of critical race theory is that if you live in the West, it has been built for white supremacists, by white supremacists, and can only be challenged if you blow up the entire thing. Number three, they believe that dialogue is evil. They believe that if you have a discussion with somebody you disagree with, you're only validating the incumbent power structure. They do not believe in dialectic. They do not believe in what Christ brought to the world, which is conversations that need to have need to happen. Christ was the greatest communicator. He was unafraid to do it. We call him Logos for a reason. You need that kind of dialectic so that you can have civil society. They don't believe in it. Just read their literature. The fourth thing when it comes to critical race theory is that it's totalitarian in nature. It is not just what you do, it's what you don't do. White silence is violence. You hear that recently? It's not that you're doing something, it's that the fact you exist, it's a problem. If you don't post the black square, you're a bad person. It's not that if you post the opposite square, you're a bad person. It's if you don't do what they tell you to do, they're going to come after you. The fifth thing is this, is they believe science, math, reason, and empiricism, which was given to us thanks to the Enlightenment, are all instruments of white supremacy. They think that Newtonian physics, force equals mass times acceleration, object at rest will stay at rest. The second law of thermodynamics, inevitable decay, all those things are just excuses to keep white people in power. If you think this is insane, you're right. But every single law school in the country teaches this now, with the exception of a couple. Yeah. Every seminary teaches this. The Southern Baptist Convention has endorsed critical race theory. Here's how I can sum it all together. Critical race theory is so unbelievably dangerous, it'll disintegrate this country without us ever realizing it. There's only two ways to govern people. And this is the easiest way you can explain it to a critical race theorist. You can govern people by talking, speaking, and convincing. That's the Aristotelian method. Christ did it better than anyone else. Or you can govern people by force. That's it. You can organize every single government in the history of the planet in one of two buckets. Now, there's more nuance once you get into it. Stalin, force. Mao, force. Mussolini, force. Pol Pot, force. America, speaking and convincing. But what if you think dialogue's not important? You can go in that second bucket quickly. Wow. Very good, right? Um, I wanted to do that because I thought that we don't talk enough about that. And um, shooting some holes into that, I thought that was probably uh, pretty appropriate right now. And then I'm going to end this with how do we make a better society? A little bit of Prager again, just to reinforce what we were just talking about. And this goes along with so many of the issues I presented today. The left-right paradigm. Why do we believe foundationally different things? Here you go. Individual by each person doing battle with his or her... Okay, sorry, let me back that up. ...between the right and the left, concerns the way each seeks to improve society. Conservatives believe that the way to a better society is almost always through the moral improvement of the individual. The individual, By Very each important. person doing battle with his or her own weaknesses and flaws. It is true that in violent and evil societies such as fascist, communist, or Islamist tyrannies, the individual must be preoccupied with battling outside forces. Almost everywhere else, though, certainly in a free and decent country such as America, 
The greatest battle of the individual must be with inner forces, that is, with his or her moral failings. The left, on the other hand, believes that the way to a better society is almost always through doing battle with society's moral failings. Thus, in America, the left concentrates its efforts on combating sexism, racism, intolerance, xenophobia, homophobia, Islamophobia, and the many other evils that the left believes permeate American society. Believes permeates American society. They will take a certain instance and turn it into a universal problem that they will combat instead of just working on self. It's a huge problem. Here you go. One important consequence of this left-right distinction is that those on the left are far more preoccupied with politics than those on the right. Since the left is so much more interested in fixing society than in fixing the individual, politics inevitably becomes the vehicle for societal improvement. Yes. That's why whenever the term activist is used, we almost always assume that the term refers to someone on the left. So true. And because the right, if you if you think, well, you can you can have enough people that will solve their own problems and weaknesses individually. That was what makes up a society. And the left is always going to push for quickly identifying societal issues they think society has and then quickly resolving them with more government. So this is why climate change is why you're going to die every 10 years. It's not 20. It's not 30. It's not 40. It's every 10 because you have to hurry up and do it right before we all die. (laughs) So this is why. And it's such a great reminder of why foundationally we think so differently um, and, and why we are the way we are. The right tends to work on the individual self. And, and actually sees and, and tries to look in the mirror. I thank you for, uh, Quinn, uh, hat tip to you. Looks in the mirror for, for what it needs to solve, where the left likes to get its binoculars out. Bypass the mirror. Get the binoculars out so they can find something in society to go solve. Tell everybody how to do it. And how to do it the right way and how to do it quickly and so quickly that your head will spin. That's the problem. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Get it on podcast. Share it. This is this needs to be shared. Both hours. Make sure you get both hours. Be faithful. Be fearless. Be fearless. Justin Briggs, owner of Briggs Roofing. 